Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Allo, allo. Allo, allo. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, who's listening to this, this pre-recorded pre-show. Yo. Uh, we, yo, yo. We just got Jeff is in the call. A, is this another fasting day for you? No, it is not, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't have any any alcohol, really, though. Mm, no, me neither. Hmm. Oh, oh! Are you worried about eating in front of me? Well, I mean, it's good for a joke, but yeah, I mean, I feel kind of bad if like you can't no. eat it all. And... Yeah, the, part of doing this is you have to accept the fact that people are going to eat in front of you. Mm-hmm. There, there's a few like really simple rules I made for myself uh, that's helped me continue to do this, and one of the most important ones is when when I fail. I don't know what that is. What is it? It was an oven-roasted um, brined chicken breast, mashed potatoes with uh, from-scratch-made mushroom and garlic gravy. There's been, like, a handful of times where I failed and ended up eating something or drinking on my on my uh, fasting day. And what, mm-hmm. I've, what I've learned is... One thing that's always kept me from being successful with losing weight is when I fail, I just give up altogether. And then, oh, yeah. So, like, getting back on the wagon immediately after a, uh, a, a, you know, an instance of fucking up, that's what's helped out. That's what's helped me out a lot. I bet. Wait, what, baby? Oh, yeah. Hey, I can just call you for garlic bread. That's a good one. Garlic bread? Yeah, yeah I make garlic bread, too. So yeah. I'm, like, no, I'm into it, man. Oh, yeah. I'm a big garlic bread fanatic. Uh, I'm a big fanatic. I just rarely make it. Have you ever heard of Fazoli's? Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. It's a chain of very low-priced fast food 
Italian. And when you eat in at a Fazoli's, at least it used to be this way. I haven't eaten at a Fazoli's in over a decade. But back in the day when you ate at a Fazoli's, you got unlimited breadsticks. And the whole time you were there, like eating whatever entree you got, there would be like breadstick people that would serve you fresh hot breadsticks on your plate like and you'd eat them up it was crazy you could eat so much free food there because all you had to do was buy like like a you know they they had like a two slices of pizza you know as like an entree there it it was it was like the mcdonald's of italian food literally it was like philip free breadsticks yes Yes, you could eat like double the calories just in the free breadsticks alone. And they were like very buttery and garlicky. They were good. I mean, it was cheap shit. But it's not expensive to make breadsticks. So, you know, they could give them away for free. For sure. We're on at uh, 6.15. Uh, I, I extended it to 20 so we could talk a little more so we can get a pre-show of some kind in. Looks like mm, there's Looks like Fazoli still exists. Let me see. I bet you the one in Toledo is gone now. Let me see. Is there? I got to dip the garlic bread in the fucking in the gravy. Oh, wow. God. The, <clears throat> the closest Fazoli's to me, to us, is either. I can't tell if Denver or Los or or Los Angeles is further away. Like Denver's more north, but it's Den- further east. It's closer. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely closer to you. Uh, and I think it's just a little bit closer to me than LA is. Okay, California's long, dude. It is. It is. Uh... It is a not fucking around distance. Oh, God, the bread! Oh my God. Okay, there is. There's a Fazoli's. The one in my hometown is gone, but there's one just north of there in, in Monroe, Michigan. Dude, I got to go to Fazoli's. Yeah, there, there's. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's like a whole bunch of them in this area. That's great. I try out Fazoli's. It's got to be better than all of them. Uh, 
it's more fast food. It's more fast food than Olive Garden. There's no bar or anything like that. It's literally like very cheap fast food stuff. Like it, like it, like if Taco Bell did did Italian, it's like that. You know, that's pretty awesome, actually. It was really cheap, and then the unlimited breadsticks. You could just. I, there were times I I had to take a power nap after eating there because I <laughs> ate so many carbs. Yep. Time for a bread nap. Now the uh, the 10th anniversary episode is looking good. Like, yeah, I've got. Um, I actually uh, got uh, I I got Emma to come on Beyond Fear to come on. Really? Well, yeah. she's not going to be visiting. Fuck no, her. no, no. Obviously not. But uh, we'll we'll have a couple remote guests because we need as many as possible. So. And uh, uh, Vush will be there. Vush, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, and, and I believe he will actually be here. I think we, we can arrange him to actually be here. Yeah, I kind of talked to him a little bit about it in DMs. We don't talk often, but like every now and then, and I think I mentioned... We should get him to that. do shots until he's just like, white girl wasted. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 that'd be awesome. Oh, my, oh, my God. God. Yes, please. Let me set my plate down. I'll be right back. All right, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Tenth anniversary episode's gonna be insane. The people in the in the chat. The people oh, in the boy. I'm taking my pants off. Pants off, dance off. Yep. Well, I have a uh, have fucking um, long johns on underneath my pants. Uh, cause I, I woke up this morning at like three 30 in the fucking morning. And, uh, I like tottered around and cleaned up the house and made coffee. And then at like five 20 AM, uh, I actually went and did a home Depot delivery for some extra side cash. And, uh, I was all bundled up from the fucking cold. And then I just yeah. never changed out of my uh, cold weather gear. I don't have any long johns. I have like flannel pajamas, but I don't have long johns. Ugh, they're invaluable, man. Oh, I used to have them when I lived in Ohio. Uh, I just have not. Yeah, for oh yeah, I, you know, Seattle, Seattle usually stays warmer than it, Eugene does. Yeah, I, I think we have a lower average temperature year round, but it doesn't get that. Like it rarely. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last gets below freezing here um right. and then it i've never seen it's it 
and shit. Yeah, I've never seen it in the teens, so I've never seen it like below the like twenty degrees here. Oh yeah, it'll get that. But in Ohio, I've seen it like negative forty degrees before. Fuck so, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, that's like I would, I would live anywhere near the fucking Great Lakes. There's no way. Yeah, I'd that's ever do it. it. It's the lake effect. Like, uh, yeah, Toledo's right on Lake Erie, and uh, Toledo and Cleveland get really bombed with snow. Uh, then there's uh, Buffalo, New York. They get hit really hard too. Erie, Pennsylvania, all of those states, all of those cities, like right on the lake, they get hit real on the southern part of the lake. And yeah, no, thank you. My uh, my Uper family members, you know, they obviously it's the Upper Peninsula. It's a fucking frozen tundra, man. Yeah. As soon as it hits like September. I mean, you just have to start shoveling snow. Yeah, I, I don't miss that it, at all. Uh-uh. I didn't even have a winter coat the entire time I lived in Albuquerque. Like, when I moved from Albuquerque back to Ohio, I was like, fuck, I need to get a winter coat now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Albuquerque doesn't really have a winter. Uh, it, it I've seen it snow. Uh, I remember the first year I moved there, they were like, this is the biggest snowstorm in 50 years. And it was pretty rough because Albuquerque is like a mile high. It is at the same elevation as Denver. So it can get cold, but it it's pretty quick. It's it doesn't last that long. It's usually like a month or so where it could get really cold and snow. But then in the summer, it's like 90, 95. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the elevation. Yeah, it's dry heat. Yeah, but it still gets pretty cold, especially at night, and then during the winter, it can it can get pretty cold. All right, we are going to go live. Here we go. everybody have you heard about the drunken peasants patreon it helps support the show while getting you some cool perks check it out for one dollar per month you get to use our exclusive fan chat that appears at the bottom of the screen on every episode for five dollars per month you get two new private shows including actual mania as well as our back catalog of private shows plus all lower tier perks for ten dollars per month you get all of our monthly video content this includes multiple post shows our monthly reviews our back catalog of all that content plus all lower tier perks for fifteen dollars per month your name will appear in the ending credits of each dp episode plus all lower tier perks for twenty five dollars per month you get to take part in our monthly booking committee hangout to help us book our patreon content for that month plus all lower tier perks for $33 per month, you get an exclusive piece of DP merch each month, plus all lower tier perks. For $50 per month, you appear in the opening credits for each DP episode, plus all lower tier perks. For $100 per month, you get to join us as a guest on an episode of the Drunken Peasants Podcast, plus, you guessed it, all lower tier perks. Visit patreon.com slash DP now to become a patron of the Drunken Peasants Podcast. In the beginning, there was nothing. The Drunken Peasants Podcast. I gotta get away this. No! Say, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. I 
don't have facts to back this up. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. That's <laughs> true. Sometimes I cry. Oh! Miss my butthole, he laughed. From the strangest corners of the internet, here to bring you opinions of the world from an altered perspective. Here are your hosts. The Drunken Peasants. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drunken Peasants Podcast. This is episode 1278. Doing live. We're doing it live again, and we're back. We got Jeff Holiday. Welcome back to DP, Jeff. How you doing? I'm fantastic. I am full of chicken and mashed potatoes and yeah. garlic. Yeah, we we got to see your delicious food in the pre-show. It was it, it was amazing, and and then you got some garlic bread delivered to you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The wife, uh, the wife, like let me know like right before the show started. She's like, "Look, you got your phone on you, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "If you need more garlic bread, you just just text me. I, I'll deliver." I'm like, "That's great. Let's That's test cool. that out in like 15 minutes. Have her send you some garlic bread." <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Make sure it's not just like a hollow promise. Yeah, come on. We got to test that shit. <laughs> we got to test that offer. That's how you keep a relationship honest. With with tests. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, please like the stream. And also, uh, don't forget to check out the pre-show. We do the pre-show before every episode. It's a cool little snippet of show before the real show. And you mm. can you can get it for free. You just have to check us out on any of your favorite audio podcast platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast mm. Addict. There's a whole bunch of them. And yeah, I uh, the uh, in the the last uh, just this this pre-show that we did before, yeah. um, I was detailing out my my lewd uh, liaison, if you will, with one of the current Republican uh, primary presidential candidates. <laughs> we we talked about the uh the the guest that I already have booked. It was the brown one. We talked about the guest that I have booked for uh the 10th anniversary episode on January 5th. Yeah. Uh so if you want to check that out, you should check out the pre-show cuz I talk about a few of them and some of them might be a surprise. One I didn't mention in the pre-show that I forgot to mention is I um I'm going to I think I'm going to get uh, RPG Minx on too for 10th anniversary episode. Oh, cool. Yeah, Haven't I'd seen that. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Uh, please like the stream. We're going to. There's actually a new character that we're introducing to the DP verse. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's. Uh, one thing I will tell you, he's like Jordan Peterson adjacent. Oh, good. Um, oh, his his name is uh, Jonathan Pago. I think it's pronounced. He'll pronounce it in one of the yeah Pagio Pagio. No, I think it's Pago. He says it at the beginning of one of his videos, so we'll figure that out. But he's into that like weird. You know those people that look at symbolism hard enough to where it tells them what they want it to say, like like uh, like Bible code kind of shit. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of shit. You see, the further that you stare into the abyss, the more you begin to see the formless masses turning into a big-titted Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> That's what I see. Um, so. 
tonight, immediately following tonight's show, we're doing the booking committee, our monthly booking committee where we book Actual Mania and talk about the other private show, the other Patreon show. Jeff, the commissioner of Actual Mania, will be following us there to discuss uh, the the future of Actual Mania as well as Cringecade and as well as... And, uh, yeah, so you don't want to miss that. All the $10 plus patrons will get to catch that. And then, uh, one last thing. This is the new, st- uh, oh, actually, no, this. This is the sticker for all the $33 and 33 cent patrons out there. It's a, it's a, it's a parody of the old school NES black box cartridge. Yeah. Uh. And, it it used to they used to all look like this in a black box and this exact font and everything, but this is the podcast series instead of the sports or adventure series. Wow! Oh, so, that's uh, like, dude, that's yeah. a really cool sticker. So, if you want this as a sticker, you sign up at the thirty three dollar and thirty three cent level at any point between now and the end of the month, and I will send it to you. I'll take care of the shipping and everything, and you'll get all lower tier perks. And if you're a $50 patron, you get this cool shirt in addition to the sticker, and I will let you pick the color. I have a lot of different colors here available for you to choose. Literally, you can just... I'll be in contact with you next month if you do become a patron at the $33 or $50 level, rather, and I'll be like, what size shirt and what color shirt do you want? Hell yeah. And this is what I will send to you. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. That's, that's fuck. Yes. Damn. Damn it. I want one of those fucking shirts. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, any update on the Dinor shirt? The Dinor shirts, I'm giving everyone a little bit more time to get me the information that I need from them. Because there's a few stragglers that have not given me their shirt size. Uh mm-hmm. And uh, or or which uh, which uh, the the black or the white uh, dinor that they want. Once I get those, I'm going to place the order and I'll ship them out before the end of the month. Uh, I know shipping during the holidays can delay things, so it might. I, I don't know. I don't know when it'll get to you, but you're getting it no matter what. I just have to. I'm I'm giving people. I want to order them all at once because that makes the shipping to me cheaper. Sure. Uh, so I'm waiting on that. Um, I wish there was a way, I wish there was a way that for the, uh, the big, uh, big anniversary show in January, that live in the studio, we could get somebody to, to tattoo Dinor on me. That would be great. (laughs) Do you really want that thing tattooed on you? Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever, dude. I don't give a shit. I have a, I have a Zoidberg tattoo tattooed on my ass. With a fucking <laughs> word and that's empty, so I can sharpie shit into it. <laughs> I, did that, I did that for a hundred dollars. Like I don't give a fuck, dude. That would be funny if you got a Dinor tattoo. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, well, we just find someone who can. I mean, like you don't even have to draw good to do Dinor. So no. Yeah, I mean, make it happen. Need somebody with a. Uh, a tattoo machine. Next thing you know, Vosh gets his forehead tattooed. I mean, oh, dude. Uh, I wonder if I could... You know, a friend of mine actually might have an older tattoo gun that she doesn't use anymore, and if so, I'll see if maybe I can get Vosh. If she'll let me to borrow To tattoo it. you? 
to tattoo Dinor on me. I doubt he would do that. I feel like he would not want to do that, but maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because he doesn't know. know how to do it. He doesn't know how to like do it with the needle and everything. He's not. I doubt he's even been tattooed. There's only one way to learn. <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll awaken something inside of him, and then the next thing you know, like six months later, he's like got full sleeves. His and whole shit face and- is covered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Then he gets canceled. He has the Maori face tattoo. <laughs> Um, all right, we are going to check out this weird guy and see what he's all about. Let's do it. Wow. I can turn off the goddamn internet. Oh, don't touch me. Don't touch me. touch me. <laughs> All right. Here he is. Um, where is it? I need to get his actual. What I did was I got the. You know how like there's the intro video people can put on their channel. Yeah. 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 That, I think, is uh, the one we need to watch first. So we know what his name is. Yeah, because he says it in it. Um, and I thought I had... Just a moment here. I'm I'm getting it really quick here. I thought I already had Sorry. it in the playlist, but apparently I'll just talk I about how shaggy I'm getting. I just decided to grow out my, my Hitler Youth haircut, and now I'm like just Oh, here it is. Shit. Your Hitler Youth haircut. Um. All right. Here, here he is, and we'll we'll listen to his name so we can figure out what the fuck it is. Here it is. My name is Jonathan Pejo, and I'd like to. Jonathan Pejo. Pejo. Okay. Welcome yeah, that's, to my yeah that's about right. When I hear it, I think of Peugeot, which is a a bike or a a car company, a French car company, Peugeot. P u g e o t Peugeot. I, I feel like I've I've. I know of or have seen like an actor that was like that had the last name uh, Peugeot, you yeah. know. So like that—that's why I thought it was P U G E O T Peugeot. If you Wait. go to Europe, there Peugeot cars are everywhere. We just don't have them in the U.S. Well, have haven't have have say it again. Okay. My name is Jonathan Peugeot, and I'd like to welcome Peugeot. Peugeot. Yeah. Come you to my channel. What are you going to see on this channel? Well, I am an artist. I'm a writer. I'm also a public speaker. But most of all, I'm someone who sees patterns. and be- Sees patterns. Now, our, the human brain has evolved to see patterns. It was one True. of our survival mechanisms uh, during primitive human existence. Absolutely. So in modern times, we we see patterns that don't exist our mind is conditioned to see them even if it's not a real thing like 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 here here's a perfect example you go to the casino and you look at that sign that tells you where the roulette wheel has been like the last 20 spins on roulette and you right. think you can look at it and that you're seeing a pattern but the truth is it's just as random the the first time it was spun as the 20th time there's no right pattern there's no number that's due 
to come up, it's ju- they're all equally as likely. Well, right, right. And it's like it's it's more it's not even just like higher brain function that we do pattern recognition. I mean, like evolved from a very, very basic. Sorry, I was I have a degree in biology. Uh, it's evolved from a very, very specific instinctive um, uh, trigger mechanism inside of a lot of animal brains, which is our visual cortex, like our eyes senses uh, have two pathways to being uh, processed what we see. Uh, one goes to our higher brain functions where we can conceptualize this happening. But the other one goes straight to our amygdala. So if you see like a wiggly stick, you can actually see, see and have a fear response that it's a snake before your higher functions are like, no, that's a stick. So you're like, that's that, that jerking like ah, sort of thing. Yeah. And that's pattern recognition. And that also is interesting because the amygdala uh, provokes fear and um, uh, flight, you know, and, and like panic and paranoia, you know, expressions. So it's kind of a, like a weird biological function in theory uh, that why some people who see a lot of patterns are paranoid. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, it's they're, like, I, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I've noticed they're that. targeted individuals. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Gang stalkers talk about patterns all the fucking time. <laughs> beauty in the world and i see these patterns as the way our consciousness engages with the world around us makes sense of it engages with it but also this beauty and this pattern seems to me to be a glimpse of something more and so as an artist you'll see me exploring these patterns through carving i'm a professional icon carver icon carver I, I'm That's not familiar. Cool. I'm not familiar with the trade, but as a writer and a speaker, well, on this chain, I'll be putting up all the con. Look, look, look who's there in the lower right-hand corner, right there. Oh, he also looks like a very slender Matt Berry in this one, which is fucking fantastic. You know? Yeah. Differences that I give all the talks I'm invited to give in North America. And then I'm also producing videos for this channel specifically, and these will explore patterns and symbolism in the Bible, in art, but also in popular culture. I'm also going to be having some interesting discussions with people, interviews, so hopefully I'll find you in the comments section. Feel free to comment. I read all the comments. I don't, I'm not able to answer everything, but I try to engage with people as much as possible. And so... I'm starting on this adventure, and I hope people will be excited to join me and to discover how beautiful the world can be. All right, so there's his channel intro. Let's let's check Pajo. out Pajo. Pajo. Yeah, Jonathan Pajo. Pajo. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Michael here's a Shermer video. Was- what was that? Uh, somebody said that Michael Shermer was uh, was really into pattern recognition and shit like that. Hmm. And the Lord said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there's a place by me. Pajot's in this with Jordan Peterson. Thou shalt stand. Was was Peterson religious back like seven years ago before he got kind of famous? No. Uh, In fact, like it really was only after he went into a chemically induced coma. Okay. Because he he couldn't he couldn't handle (laughs) dealing with the repercussions of his own addiction. 
and uh, it probably cooked his fucking brain, or or it might have been the the apple cider vinegar that like sent him into a like a, a, <laughs> the a, apple a, cider a, vinegar. Shot. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. Who knows? Like it, everything about this dude is is a is a walking shit show. So it could have been anything. But no, when he was just like a jackass at a college, I mean, he was not religious. No. Upon a rock. <clears throat> and upon it a shall rock. come to pass that while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take oh. away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts. But my Ooh. face shall not be seen. Wow. And that ends that means, Exodus. Uh, that's, uh, I think that's the biblical uh, way of saying face down, ass up. Uh, I guess somebody's saying uh, in his 12 Simple Rules book, he goes into God stuff. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, maybe he was into it. But he wasn't like this. This is just fucking bananas. Yeah, this is like a Bible study that he's doing here. I see Prager over on the far left. Uh, yep. Is that Shapiro on the far right? Probably. Oh, yeah. I guess that explains why they're reading from Old Testament. <laughs> like... <laughs> 33. You have to be inclusive. This mysterious end where God decides, miraculously enough, to reveal himself to Moses, but only only veiled and partial in some sense. Yeah. So I think All right, so here's here's Pajot. Understanding why God uh, shows himself this way is understanding the whole the whole book is all about that we talk we talk about this since the beginning is that in order for god to manifest himself in the world it has to be mediated and so these mediations appear in all kinds of forms the law is a veil the tabernacle is veils and then when moses comes back down he will even himself I like how peterson's taking notes <laughs> yeah, yeah this is fascinating i got I to a veil maybe i should get my tailor to make me a joker themed veil Maybe, I, I mean, like, why take notes when it's literally being recorded? You can go back and watch it again if you want. Why Why is he taking notes? I mean, maybe he's writing down something that he wants to, like, address later maybe. or something. That's, that's a strong man argument for it, so I don't know. We'll have his face veiled. And people sometimes try to see it a little too simply where they they wonder well, okay so why is god bad like why doesn't god want to show his face like why you know what's going on with god but we have to understand it as really the the way in which reality unfolds and sometimes you can understand it if you apply it to a lower form of reality you can you can kind of understand it and i and i you can use any purpose of something and i i use i always use sports because it's easy to understand so you can understand uh, that, let's say a basketball team or play so he's trying to justify why like why doesn't god just like appear and be like i'm real worship me or you'll go to hell right right sure okay what is this yeah, let's let's hear it basketball and basketball is the reason right it's the telos it's the source of why we exist as a basketball team but basketball itself has to be mediated into different actions. You learn to dribble, you learn to shoot, you learn to run. And all uh -huh. these things are veiled versions of the telos of basketball. They're mediated. They are the, the telos of basketball brought into a specific. And so without the reason, dribbling is a stupid thing. It's a silly thing that has no purpose. But if it's connected to the highest, then it... There's, I mean, there are scenarios where dribbling outside of basketball can have a utility to it i suppose yeah um i like i guess he's 
uh, rambling quite a lot to yes. try and say, like, well, if <clears throat> we don't have any, he doesn't have to get into these stupid fucking words. If we don't have a structure or set of rules in basketball, it's not basketball anymore. Like, it's a part of rote uh, and ritualism that makes the game. You know, that's that's how the game is played. But why then um, God would make that rule that he can't show himself? I'm not sure. I don't know if he's going to address it, but I'm, I'm curious to see if he does. Be- then it, it becomes coherent and it binds all these actions together to, towards this telos. But you could say something like, if the, if the purpose of basketball, if I would ask you, like, play basketball, and then I would not show you anything of how to play, none of the ways that you're supposed to, to play, then you would be, obviously not completely, but you would be consumed by basketball. I put you on the court, like in a professional basketball team, and I go, all right, play basketball. And then you're completely crushed because you don't have the mediated, you don't have the mediated, veiled realities in which basketball participates. So it is but, actually but, the way that... But, but and this is important, uh, I'm pretty sure if you go up against a, a, a professional basketball team and you're not a professional basketball player and you do know the rules, your ass is still going to get crushed. Why use this analogy? Because he can't fucking... think of a better one. This is that's dumb. That's very dumb, and it hasn't addressed the point at all. Right? Why? Why? Do, like, if it's detrimental to our existence for eternity, that we believe in God and Jesus and all that shit, then why doesn't? Why does God hide? Why is it like? Why does it have to be based on faith? Right. Right. It. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. It's what's weird about it too is that, uh, like, biblically speaking, they they mention this one, but like God does reveal Himself, like in in the Old Testament, He absolutely sure. does. Yes, yeah. And like, depending on how far back you're looking into the teaching of the Old Testament, far before Christianity and whatnot, like. God also wasn't all-knowing, and he also wasn't all-powerful either. Like, all of these are, are creations thrust upon—you know what it was? What's so weird about, like, I, I've been doing a lot of uh, watching Dan McClellan uh, TikToks, and the dude's fucking awesome. He's a Bible scholar. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to find out that about 95% of what Christians believe—and I have to say it like that because Billy's not here— um, is actually— like Tumblr fan fiction shit that was written decades, if not centuries after the Bible itself was even written. And even the Bible itself, most of it was like the new Testament was written well, well after Jesus was long fucking dead. It was like, Oh yeah, yeah. This guy told me the story that he heard from his cousin about the shit that happened. They're like, it's going in. It was the council of Nicaea that really decided who they thought Jesus was and like what they, like all of it, they really kind of finalized, like as a as a unified church, what they believed in and who who they thought Jesus was, what it meant to be a Christian, and that was three that was in three twenty five. So over three hundred twenty five yeah. years after the death, supposed death of Jesus, and they weren't keeping very good records back then, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely fucking bananas. Yeah, yeah. reality functions it, oh, i like i like the game metaphor too because oddly <laughs> enough i you, like the metaphor that you use that didn't make sense oddly enough 
because it was easy for me to understand the words. <laughs> you might say, well, why would something complete only reveal itself partially? And the answer is, I think, to facilitate certain operations that can only be undertaken in, in partiality. And so I, I do believe that it's the case that we do like the what? same thing whenever we play a game. And when we play a game, this is particularly true of online games, it's quite obvious, we make a micro-unit. Does he play Minecraft? I man, I hope so. I or you know, I, you know what? I hear Peterson's uh, build skills in Fortnite are legendary. Um, I he, and he he does this fucking thing all the time. He's like, it feels like it facilitates for this and blah blah. blah. And like, give me an example. You can't just be like, I feel like it does this thing. How? 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 Tell me, tell me, tell me. I want to know. Universe. The game is a micro universe. It's set up according to certain principles, and. You veil yourself to play it. You, you limit yourself while you're playing the game to the scope of the game. And so you parcel off a part of yourself that's simpler than you are, because when you're playing chess, it's not, it doesn't inca enca encapsulate every bit of what you could conceivably do. You don't talk about your date the night No, you don't. And you don't chess. flip the chessboard over either, because you could bring an atomic weapon to the chess game, and you don't. And right? And so what? in order to engage in the game, you parcel off part of yourself, and weirdly enough, this is the thing that's so strange, is by imposing that set of limits on yourself, you now open up a whole world of possibility that you wouldn't have if you didn't accept the limits. And, and I you also think... I swear to God, I swear to God, I, I, I can picture perfectly in my mind Jordan Peterson having just a filthy, filthy bitch boy fucking cry fest while holding like a rook and being like, you don't understand... It's like men. You see, you can only go forward, backward, or side to side, but society, it keeps you from being able to go and step outside the boundaries of this this, this bilateral thinking. And I think of the men, you know, like, yeah. I, I, dude, what part of yourself are you giving a chess game? Like, <laughs> the this is nerd shit. Idea. The idea that God can only show himself partially is also a necessary consequence of the, of the inevitable complexity of the relationship between the infinite and the finite. It's like human beings are clearly finite. You, you don't have to be a religious thinker to know that. And there is something that's infinite, whatever that is, and there's, they're not the same thing, the infinite and the finite, and it isn't obvious that they can coexist because the infinite would destroy the finite, obviously. Obviously. But, it's also what? not the infinite why? would destroy the finite. Why? But why? Why would it? It just wants why? to. That's what makes them infinite and the others finite. Well, it sounds like infinite are a bunch of fucking dickheads. Yeah, I can't stand them infinite. Yeah, dude, down, down with infinite. We're up with our our finite crew, finite for life. Which that's look at him like he's like. He feels what he says. His eyes are closed, and he's like, "Ugh!" Like his fingers mm. are all curled into each other. When I'm really trying hard not to shit because I, I can't quite make it to a bathroom, that's exactly what I I'm do. I'm passionate about God. Obvious <laughs> that the finite exists. You gotta, you gotta say the the uh, God with a Canadian accent. It's like God. God. I'm passionate <laughs> about God. Where has he been my entire life? Indeed. 
detachment from the infinite because we have a relationship with the infinite of one sort or another and then the notion here is well it has to be veiled it has to be partial and it's kind of like the idea of kenosis that the catholics came up with with regard to christ because one of the conundrums that christians wrestled with was well how could god and man be united in Christ? How, why wouldn't the form of Christ be torn asunder by the descent of God into that form? Yeah. And the Catholic idea was kenosis, is that there was an emptying of God. And it, it's like the way I like to think about it as a modern person. Kenosis. It sounds like ketosis. I, I don't know what kenosis is. It, I was like, ketosis? Kenosis, isn't a thing. kenosis is not a thing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't I know mean, what that does, is. Does he mean. Gnosis? Like, gnosis? With, with a K? Is it spelled, does it have a silent K at the beginning of it? No, it's it's G-N-O-S-I-S. Gnosis. Oh. It just means that... knowledge. Weird. Okay. It's like a low representation. I was wondering if it was like not, you know? Or knife? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know where the fuck he's coming up with kenosis. Like, it's very bizarre. Gnosis, like... The easiest way to remember Gnosis is like the Gnostics, you know, the yeah, heretical... yeah, like the Gnostic Gospels. Yeah, which All, are pretty fucking badass. The actually. Gnostic Gospels <laughs> reject the idea of a unified church that's controlled by a, like a hierarchy, and it yeah. it pushes the idea that the belief in Christianity is a personal thing that should be handled personally within yourself. On the individual basis, and it, that's why it was rejected in a lot of the well, the, the early old, scriptures. Uh, it was rejected from the early scriptures, like the Gospel right. of Thomas, right? Gospel of Saint Thomas, Book of Enoch, things yeah. like that. Um, the uh, the so the early early Gnostics have a really really weird and wild belief system. They believe that God is a jailer and that reality is a fucking prison that god is actually known as the demiurge uh and that we are entombed in prisons of flesh and only through knowledge can we manage to escape and that jesus they do believe in jesus they believe jesus was a a messianic uh figure sent to try and get us all to like escape the prison of flesh it's pretty wild it's weird shit yeah sounds more fun it is. It's so much more fun. It's so fascinating. Like, oh, it's super cool. A low resolution representation of God. It's a fractal representation, and the the, the entirety isn't there, but the pattern is there. It becomes it becomes more mysterious when you understand that veils are a form of death, and that's tough for people to understand. But it's there in the story of Genesis, where the first covering that God gives Adam and Eve is a covering of dead skins, dead animal skins. And so there's a form of dying that happens at every level between the infinite and its manifestation. And that's why, that's why ultimately the mystery, I guess, for Christians of the crucifixion is that ultimate mystery where God manifests itself all the way to the edge, like fills the whole world. And what that looks like is the crucifixion. That's what it looks like. Well, is that is that what is, is that transforming of yourself? In- he was saying that the clothing made of dead animals symbolized. So I, yeah, but, but he's saying that he comes down like God comes down to fill up the world, and that looks like the crucifixion. Uh, wasn't the crucifixion basically error correction? 
Like, oh uh, yeah. I... Well, so was uh, Noah's flood too. There were there was a few error correction, huge error corrections. Noah's flood was a huge error correction. That was a full on reset button. Yeah, yeah. Trying kind of tosses that whole infallibility thing out the window. You oh know? yeah. And and you mentioned how God wasn't all knowing in in the original Garden of Eden story. God didn't know that they ate of the fruit until they yeah. un- like he didn't re- like. If if God was the way modern Christianity thinks he is, he would have known the moment it happened. But oh, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was unaware of it originally and then figured it out later on. Um, Fucking bananas, man. Fucking bananas. To an avatar during a game. You know, there's a religion that in the Middle East that is very small, but they think John the Baptist was the Messiah. Oh shit! Uh, it's an old religion too, and it's been around. Yeah, I think it. Ex- I think part of them exist in like northern Iraq too. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Baptist uh, was Messiah. I fucking what was it, John? Uh, Mandaeans. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mandaeans. That's right. Yeah, it's an, an interesting ancient- thing. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Weird. Is that it, that li- acceptance of limitation? Is that an acceptance of a form of death at the same time? That 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 because it's the death of a certain realm of possibility, right? But it opens up the it enables another an entirely new realm of possibility. That's the paradoxical thing with a game, right? Because you yeah, first it's it's such an interesting thing because the kind mm. of shit. Like in the scriptures that John the Baptist did was very Jesus like in his own right. And he was yeah. martyred, you know? Um, yeah. True. Assuming he uh, was real. I feel like Jordan Peterson uh, probably made more sense while he was doing the drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Benzos uh, are tough, man. Al- Alcarat's totally, totally school me. So I guess I wasn't spelling kenosis right, uh, but it's. The renunciation of the divine nature, at least in part by Christ, in the incarnation. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, the concept of the self-emptying of one's own will and becoming entirely receptive to God and the divine will. That's freakish. That's hmm. gross. That's like the that reminds me of like the nihilist cults of fucking Buddhism and shit. I don't like that. I don't like this idea of like depersonalizing yourself. And like giving up everything that makes you you and becoming basically an empty vessel to be filled up by this invisible stranger, you know, like that's that's really weird. That's kind of like rape fantasy kind of shit for me. And I don't like that. I'm not into it. But I mean, hey, you know, when you said um, that, it, it made me think of the got- friendly stranger. You know what that is? Uh-uh. It's when you sit on your hand until it goes numb and then you jerk off. <laughs> that made you think of that, huh? Well, you said invisible stranger. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like the friendly stranger. Yeah. <laughs> Except these incredibly particularized limitations. There's almost nothing you can do on a chess game. But there's there's an, an almost infinite number of potential chess games. And none of that, that whole infinity wouldn't exist without that imposition of this 
of this principle, the set of principled limitations. It's so strange. Well, there can't be any I thou relationship without some rules. To oh, me- I'm about to chime in now. <laughs> Brace yourselves, everybody. Mediate without some limitations to what I am. If I'm all encompassing, there's no I thou relationship. And that's really what, what Moses is asking for is for that, that relationship that connects him to, to the Almighty. Oh, they cut him off real quick. He don't believe in Jesus. All right, here's yeah. here's yeah. a little more. Oh, this one's good. Uh, this is uh, Jonathan here talking about the obsession that society has with oppressed with the oppressed and how it's anti-Christian, which is oh. weird because weren't the Christians oppressed for a very long time at the beginning of their existence it, it wasn't until 300 well like the council of nicaea that's like what i think they were oppressed even after that though like when when did constantine come along because i mean really, really christians are the most oppressed group right now not now but they were at one time um right now have you have you seen what they're trying to do in schools removing prayer that has not been in schools but they won't even let us put prayer in schools truly Truly, Christians are the most oppressed right now. Right yeah, the, now, right like now. like the the early to mid three hundreds was when Christianity that and that's when they had Council of Nicaea to because it started becoming the establishment religion of Rome after being illegal mm. for so long. Now it became like the establishment religion. So that's yeah. So like hundreds of years back then, without accurate record keeping and everything. Things uh, like ideas and things die. Like time passed way more slowly. You know what I, I mean? I liked Christianity before it became mainstream. You're a hipster. No, I'm just original. Listen, I found out about Christianity when it was like at its first impulse, its first album. Now this new shit comes around. Everybody knows about it, and it's boring. You know what though? It was like a trendy, like hipster kind of religion. It really was at at the time. It really was true. True. It, Although at the time, like at the time of the the Roman Empire, the Empire at that point, uh, I can't remember. Uh, there were lots yeah. of messiahs. It was the Roman. Lots, lots yeah, it was. Um, it was like so. Like Constantine's wife was dabbling in. She was dabbling in Christianity, almost like people would dabble in like Kabbalah now or something. And, right. and the story goes like they painted crosses on their shields at war and kept winning. So then they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't uh, kill Christians anymore <laughs> or whatever. That's the story right. I always learned in like religion class. And because I went to, a, you know, Catholic schools and shit. That's what we had always heard. So I just I, I always find it really interesting, though, like one of the reasons why it took hold so much and why there were so many like little little tiny cults that were just like Christianity all throughout the region, like during the time of Jesus. Uh, when you point that out to some people, they're like, well, I don't understand why I would have Because life sucked. Like back then, life was shit. And you got like some Messiah coming around being like, hey, yeah, life sucks right now. But hey, if you like do these couple of things, you get to live forever in the afterlife after you die, you know, at 35. So, yeah. All right, so Drew McMahon asks, Hi, Jonathan, can you comment on our current obsession with the oppressed? Why is our culture so obsessed with it? Every conversation, especially as it relates to politics, has to do with the oppressed and gets used as a point of leverage. What's going on? Is there any relationship to this verse in the Gospel of Matthew? 
But when you get to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Um, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, for sure, the the obsession with the oppressed, the way that it's happening now, is something like a an anti-Christian trope, which it sounds weird because anti-Christian okay. in the strict sense, in the, in the sense that it is something which comes from Christianity, but then opposes Christianity. That is, it's a it's a kind of parasite of of Christianity, something which looks at the outset like Christianity, but then turns turns against, uh, becomes upside down. So René Girard noticed this himself, <laughs> even you know, okay. when he started writing his like, books. I do have to point out, though, like right at the beginning when he first starts talking about it, he's like, yeah, you know, it, it really is. It's just an affront to Christianity. And he's talking about something that like is very very widely common in today's society. So he kind of did just do, uh, well, Christians actually are persecuted kind of thing, or uh, close enough, close enough. I'm going to take yeah. a win on that one. <laughs> so the way he praised it was that once the scapegoat mechanism is exposed in the story mm. of, of Jesus, that then you can't ignore it. It's like once you see it, you can't pretend like it's not there. And that the idea of the the person that becomes a victim in order to justify our unity and the outsider that is persecuted in order to justify our unity as a group, you just can't ignore it. But what happens in the the weird obsession with the victims now is that it's it's framed in a revolutionary way, which is that being a victim becomes a form of moral justification in itself and becomes a, a justification to, to reproduce the type of behavior that the scapegoat mechanism itself brings about. So it's a very dark thing where... Uh, okay, uh, have you been able to follow this? No. Yeah, I, I'm having trouble with this quite a lot. He's dancing and, around and, something. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, he's dancing on something. I don't think he's quite getting to the point. It is weird though that he's bringing up like the scapegoat because like the scapegoat w- was part of an arcane Jewish ritual wh- where you made animal sacrifices, and the scapegoat was quite literally the goat that you just shooed into the forest so it could get consumed by is either a demon or an angel. It's not really very clear. Hmm. If you can okay. portray yourself as a victim. If- then if you, you are think the morally- about it, if you think about it, you know, like it's just like Black Lives Matter is the goat that we feed to a demon. See, if you think about it, you got to see the patterns, man. Be <laughs> 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 justified one, and, and it and justifies your moral actions if you are able to portray yourself as a victim and then portray others as oppressors. So it's very uh-huh. different from what Christ happened to Christ. I mean, Christ on the cross said. You know, forgive them for they know not what they do. The, mar- the the Christian martyrs are known for loving the ones that murdered them, and that ultimately is that's the ult- that's the final solution to the to the Ooh, the what now? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, hang on. You just talked about Jesus talking about who killed him, and now you're talking about the final solution. Yeah, weren't you just recently on a show with Ben Shapiro? I, I feel like this is going a dark place, man. <laughs> Scapegoat um, problem but, is like, not. 
God fucking damn it. This is so fucking stupid. Uh, right. I mean, look. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jesus said, forgive them, Father, for they knew not what they do. He also whipped bankers. Like, I... This, to reverse mm. it, to make it upside down, and to now create a kind of upside down scapegoating where the oppressed and the persecuted can band together in order to now oppress their persecutors or to 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 uh, to get rid of them. That's a that just leads to the same kind of madness, uh, a kind of upside down version of of, of scapegoating. Oh, the solution so, 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 is. Okay. Solution. The solution is that when you have a group of people that are actually being oppressed, because he's not arguing that people aren't oppressed. His his statement on how to be more Christ-like, say, I don't know, there's like one group with a lot of power that just happens to keep murdering another group that has less power when they're unarmed. The key is uh, to let them do that. Do what I mean, you will. Do as, do, do as I please. Do as I please to me, good officer. You know you're not going to torture uh, me, are you? You're not going to chain me to this wall, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, oh please. Um, and look, you know, I I hear, I hear, uh, actually, that forty uh, percent of all cops actually. Uh, identify as an alternative religion. If that sounds interesting to you, you should probably Google forty uh, percent police officers to see yourself as the persecutor, and then to forgive those that persecute you. That's the solution. If everyone did that, then then we would have healed the problem of of identity. We <laughs> what if we did? Well, no, but okay, hang on. I need that back. Can I can I can I give a theory of this? Yeah, yeah. Please, please. This man here, Jonathan Pagot, is the result of the first ever human being conceived from two biological males. And those two males are Judd Apatow and Ben Affleck. And they <laughs> reproduced. Okay. And, and who, created this man. Who carried him? Uh, they had a pouch that they carried him. He's he's part marsup. They needed marsupial DNA to make it work, so they okay. used uh, they used a Tasmanian devil DNA. Okay. Did, well, did they both get a pouch and share the load? I'm sure yes. they shared lots of loads. Yes, but okay, okay. And they just like they just go pouch to pouch and just kind of like schlorp, uh, Mister Peugeot back and forth. Yes. you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then to forgive those that persecute you. That's the solution. If everyone did that, then then we would have healed the problem. That's what right. Right. So when uh when like an oppression is being done to you, uh you should just forgive them and that will make everything better. That uh, that is the most conservative thing I've heard this man say. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. All right, so I, I have a little more from him. Let's see. Uh, oh, nope, all them back and forth. <laughs> this is this is about Black Friday. What he thinks about the symbolism of Black Friday. 
Oh. So Elijah Stonebreaker in the questions asks, what is the symbolism of Black Friday? All right, not even trying at this point, right? You're throwing on a hoodie. You're not even fixing your hair. You've given <laughs> up, Jonathan. Yeah. I'm I'm vibing. I'm vibing with this. This is just full blown like wake up. I, I wake up, I grift. I fucking eat, I grift. I take a nap. I grift. I go to bed. I start it all over again. That's some Sigma grind set right there. Fuck it, dude. Whatever. Basically, Black Friday is symbolism happens. It's revealing what the God is. And it's happening what? without anybody planning it, without it being on purpose. It's like it's emergent liturgy in the, in the sense that what it's doing is that most he says a lot of nonsense from the jump and then we and then he slow it slowly comes together into something but everything uh, yeah listen it's 40 percent off all tablets at best buy and that reveals the godhead exactly of us in the west worship money worship success worship uh comfort you know these are the things that we worship and and so we can have a celebration like christmas and thanksgiving but what those happens is those celebrations get transformed by the real god that's ruling over us and black friday is like is really the let's say the god appearing it's saying there's going to be a holiday that is absolutely coherent in all its symbolism that nobody planned for, that nobody decided. And if you ask, like, why is it called Black Friday? Does, why wait, is that? But, 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 but it was literally fucking created. Like, people made it. People made Black Friday. What do you fucking... It's, it started because of after Thanksgiving Day sales. That's it. That's the only fucking reason. It was actually crafted by a marketing department. It, this, oh, fuck me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel high right now with how fucking he can, dumb you can get is. high off of this guy. His yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone watching right now, please like the stream and help us get a little closer to that goal. We're almost like I'm guessing we should be at at least fifty percent before the end of the show. If you guys want to help out, please use the link at the top of the chat to send us a couple dollars and your messages, and we'll read them live on the air. Thank you so much. Like, in terms of mechanical causes, it has nothing to do with anything ominous. It just means that's the Friday when companies used to be in the black because they would finance their operations until around this moment where Christmas sales would put them, would put them out of the red. And then from then on, everything they would make from that day forward would just be profit. And so the idea is let's maximize, you know, the sales, get rid of all our inventory, you know, get get ready for the next year. And whatever money we make, even if we sell something 50 percent off, it's like it's all 100 percent profit anyway. So it's like it's just basically amassing profit and trying to sell as much as possible on the inventory that you would plan for for that year. So there's like that's the mechanical cause of Black Friday, but it's still Black Friday. You know, and the people fighting in the U.S., especially in Canada, we don't have it so bad. But, like, watching those videos of people, you know. Ah, not so much anymore. I feel like COVID kind of killed Black Friday as we knew it before. It and, did. And now everyone, be, out of necessity, people who were uh, averse to online shopping got into it. And people have just found yep. it's way easier to just 
buy it online instead of standing in line in the in the cold and then like fighting other people to grab boxes and run to your car with them. Right. I yeah, there was there's a bunch of videos uh this year of people being like where in the fuck is the crowds? Like nobody's here in this Walmart. It's bizarre. Um and it that kind of makes me sad. There was a few Black Fridays back in the day um when I was in my my late 20s where every Black Friday I did this, I think, three or four years straight. I'd pack a bag lunch and I'd go to the mall, like right at opening. And I'd sit down at the busiest spot at a bench and I'd just people watch. And it was great watching people just go ape shit. It was fun. But you can't do that anymore. Fighting, trampling over each other, waiting it from, you know, 5 a.m. for the stores to open and just like rushing into stores to get their stuff. Um it's a ritualized thing. You know, it's equivalent to the running of the bulls or whatever other thing that has the running of the bulls. People get like severely injured at the running of the bulls. Yeah. Very long time. Um, And it's revealing the God, you know, it's showing you what it is that, that we worship. How? And I'm saying it like, I'm being careful. Like I'm saying this, not like, I'm not even saying it as just a straight up criticism. It's just, you know, it's hard for all of us, right? You know, you celebrate Christmas and you want to get gifts for your kids and you want to make sure everybody has a good time. And so you you kind of put put a lot of effort into that. And then you notice that your kids, that's what they're thinking about, right? That's what they care about the most. And you think, oh, no, well, it's about Christ. You know, it's about Christ. And you try, but it's hard because it what? really is a battle to um, fight against the principalities that are ruling over us. What? And that's where it ends. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This dude gets high on his own supply. What in the fuck? Holy so shit. So Wyatt says, thoughts on trick-or-treating. What is the symbolism of children dressing up in costumes, going to strangers' homes? And now he's going to talk about oh, Halloween. A good thing oh, or a bad thing. Fuck it up. Thing. Uh, I have made videos about that. I don't know if they're public or not, but I did have made videos on Halloween on the symbolism of trick-or-treating and the symbolism of dressing up and everything. And really what it is, it, <laughs> yeah, so really what it is, what's happening at Halloween, is basically monsters coming to people's houses and as being asked to be paid off to leave. That's what's going on in trick-or-treating. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's okay. a form of, um, it's a form of appeasing demons. <laughs> Everybody's going to be like, what? And then Jonathan, you know, says that uh- it's okay. Ah, they're children in fucking costs. Oh, my God. They're appeasing demons. Appeasing demons. We're getting kids to worship Satan. To celebrate Halloween. We're paying them candy to worship Satan. But that's what is happening. You could could make so much more fun out of that. Like, uh, we're teaching children bribery or extortion or, like, you know, some way to go about in some stupid horseshit ethical manner, but no, it's all about paying of demons because it sounds good. Like what the fuck happening at Halloween? So Halloween is is a kind of play where we're showing how it works in terms of uh, of appeasing the 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 demons, oh. as you can understand it as the, like temptations oh. as well. You know, think about oh. it. That's how you deal with addictions, right? The 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 addiction comes and then it then it 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 says basically give me something or i'm going to destroy you you know i'm going to i'm going to wreck your life and so it's like you know you take you smoke your cigarette okay. you do whatever hang on hang on hang on, hang on. 
<clears throat> okay. At one point, he's basically trying to be like, he's trying to make this case that Halloween is teaching us how it works to interact with demons, right? Uh, which is fucking stupid. Fucking, fucking stupid. And makes no sense. And even in, like, the, the study of demonology, that's not, that's not, like, how interactions with demons work. <clears throat> but even more so, like, what is this even, what is he even describing at this point? It's something like, uh, well, if you interact with a demon, they just <laughs> want to fuck you over and you have to pay them off. Like, that's, that's not, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking losing my shit over here. I mean, then- for fuck's sake, like, the idea of, of a of a, uh, like an extorted sacrifice does not come from demons. It comes from God. Like that's demons in, in, in old school, traditional, like, uh, old Testament and, and, and Christian mythology and that sort of shit. Demons are not the ones that demanded sacrifice. That was God. It's true. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Like literally, they demanded uh, the they demanded a sacrifice of themselves in human flesh to be able to forgive the sins of humanity. Right, right. Like God's the one that's extorting people. It was always a Not- blood sacrifice. Like it was animals in the Old Testament, all sorts of animals. Yeah. You know. The demon goes away. (laughs) You're telling me demon interactions aren't... Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I like talking to little kids in mass. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's weird, dude. Yeah, it's weird. Way and then comes back. It's that's how desires work, and so it's basically helping us understand the the process of death, like how death functions and how we we keep desire uh, at bay by by giving it something sweet, you could say, um, and how those things are dangerous. And so we always have to understand that Halloween doesn't make any sense without All Saints Day, which comes later. Um, because ultimately the all souls and all saints are the answer to the Halloween. Halloween is the carnival. It kind of shows you the dark side or the upside down part of death or the, the kind of the, the, uh, the carnival-esque aspect of death. But then after that, you have all souls and all saints. And then that... Is he, is he Catholic? Because that would really explain a lot. But Orthodox people in modernity just ramble about symbolism and throw pseudo-philosophical jargon around to sound smart.
Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, this dude might be a fantastic artist. He might have some amount of, like, brilliance yeah, about I, Yeah. I, I don't know. But this is gobbledygook. Like, it's just, it's just words to sound super smart. And, like, I know what that's like. I'm a YouTuber. I have to do that. But, like, if you're trying to put yourself up as this big intellectual and spiritual guy... You know, like that, that's another level of, you know, people have requirements of you. Like you really do have to, you can't just bullshit your way in a huge fucky mess, especially if you're not good at it. And he's not good at it. This is, this is incoherent. What the fuck? You the proper, uh, the proper approach to death and the proper relationship to, to the dead. And so, so, but that's what's going on in trick or treating. Uh, you know, by the way, you know, I know, I know that sounds weird for people when I say it's appeasing demons, but the problem is that although we're not meant to do that, we do it all the time, right? It's, it, everybody appeases demons constantly. That's guys like it's this something are addicted to having their minds blown in regular reality doesn't do it for them anymore. So they have to imagine crazy stuff. Yeah, um, no, nah, that's yeah. true. Yes, I, that happens. That's though, like, because. The world is really interesting and really, really fascinating. Like, you don't just have to make shit up. There's all sorts of cool stuff to look at. People do that. Like, people latch on to every conspiracy theory as if, like, real life is a movie and nothing is just as it seems. Like, literally nothing is ever as it seems. That stuff. It's like you're just you're just like you think you're the main character in a movie, basically. Right. Right. Uh, let's see. We're gonna, we're gonna real- try this. We're gonna try this real quick. Hey, garlic bread. Oh yeah. There we go. All right, let's go. Keep it going. Garlic bread. That you're doing it, but you're constantly doing that kind of stuff. So it's actually something like Halloween makes the process visible and conscious, and kind of brings it out into the light, so that it can be put in its proper place as well. And so. The fact that we're doing it as a kind of play, as a kind of uh, carnival, uh, also, you know, like I said, it exposes it in its right light, and we, and it helps us. It hopefully it helps you see that that uh, that is something we do all the time, but it's also ultimately not the real truth about how reality should should lay itself out. So, all right, you know, I I, I figured something else out about this guy though. What? He's French Canadian. Of course he is. The name, the name gives it away. Yeah, I like. There's just something about the French Canadians that I, I just talking a bunch of shit that they don't understand and being pompous dickbags. You know, it's I don't know. <laughs> Dickbag. Dickbag. Seth Lux says, but real stuff you can prove with science. Anyone can know. When it's all a conspiracy, then you have special knowledge others don't. That's true. That's very, very true. No. Uh, here is the best explanation of the Old Testament purity laws by this guy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of parts in the Bible that people would raise objection to, again, on this line of being nonsensical or superstitious. For example, recently I was talking to my wife about how you know, I've started to better understand the the value in these stories, but I still couldn't figure out things like 
how anybody would justify not mixing wool with linen. That just seems so crazy. And then I saw your video where you addressed exactly <laughs> that and, and then the purity laws. So that was really helpful. Can you, can you explain some of that for the audience, like some of these purity laws and how that, how those make any sense whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the idea is that you have to, well, first of all, when you interpret symbolism in the Bible, you really have to, even the laws in the Bible, you have to interpret them phenomenologically. Okay. So phenomenologically means how you experience the world, like how you kind of engage with the world. So what, the way we engage with the world is that we have categories of beings, right? We have of beings, trees, we have, like lentil, uh, garbanzo, frijoles negros, lima, lima, a personal favorite. We have uh, we have categories of actual literal objects. And then we have categories that are like. Uh, you know, mine and yours and inside and outside, right? And you need to keep those categories separate. You need to make sure that, let's say, the difference between mine and yours is clearly demarked. Because if you, if it's not clear, then we're going to fight over it, mm -hmm. right? You know, and you need to, to, to be able to know, like, what the, the clear demarcation, let's say, of inside and outside. If you don't have that clear, then you have the problem, let's say, right now, like, you have this problem of, in the U.S. With like, with, like, millions of illegal immigrants, right? And so some people are saying, let's all let them in. Some people are saying, let's all throw them out. And it's like, the, the problem is the fact that you have so much that isn't clearly either inside or outside. Uh -huh. That's the problem, right? And so you need to have clear demarcations but at the same time you also need to leave some buffer for the in-between right but mm -hmm. the buffer for the in-between is like the margin so the purity laws especially the mixing linen and wool they have to they have to do with that so the the laws they're set up in a pattern there's what? one that says you will not mix two kinds of seeds in your field and the second one says you will not mix linen and wool in your clothing um Oh, I forget. I forgot one oh, in the middle. Sorry. Oxen. You won't. You won't. Yeah, yeah. Then you said you won't uh, yoke an ox and an ass together to plow your Ooh, field. That's and then the hot. Fourth, the last law talks about keeping a fringe on your vestment that is intertwined cords. So you think like that doesn't make any sense at all. Like it's just absolute absurd. Just, just like arbitrary things. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, it actually follows the order of the creation story in Genesis. And so the first two, which is not mixing oh. two kinds of seeds together, that's the creation of plants. You get that at the beginning of Genesis. Mm -hmm. Then not putting the, the, uh, the ox and the ass together, that's the creation of animals. And then after that, you're not supposed to mix wool no! and linen in your clothing. That's man. No! Okay. <laughs> no! No, 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 no! No! Dude, no! Okay. Uh, why not uh, plant the seeds uh, together? Plants compete. Like, they, one will probably kill the other. Like, there's some plants that you can fucking grow together. Like, uh, like the uh, three sisters, the, the beans, corn, and squash, right? That's fine. Uh, but a lot of ones you can't grow together. That, that makes a really, really simple case of, like, okay. All right. Like, right? That's not hard. Yes. Um. Uh, I don't remember what the oxen or whatever the fuck thing is, and I don't care. Um, the 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 one about mixing wools and linens was quite literally to make a clear delineating line between the high the priests, the high priests, and the people. People were not allowed to wear the fancy clothes of the priest. It was to maintain a status fucking quo. 
None of this has anything to do with the larger, broad fucking allegory uh, of of the how how everything has to be structured or how it comes to the creation myth or no, no. Oh my fucking god, Jesus, shit eating Christ. <laughs> Fuck. And then the last one, which is the fringe, that has to do with the Sabbath, the idea of leaving a part of the world that you don't uh, work. That, that is left unworked. And so that idea of, of Sabbath is there in time. You have the Sabbath. You have the Jubilee. There's a lot of these cycles in... Uh, we have it in our week. Like, we have days off, right? The idea that at the end of a cycle, you need to leave a holiday. Or you need to leave something, a carnival or or, or some festival that will be a kind of uh, a transition time between the, 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 uh, the beginning, uh, the end of a cycle and the beginning of another. Mm-hmm. And in space, it's the same. So you leave... A buffer around you. So, so this idea that you have to leave a fringe on your vestment has to do with leaving that 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 buffer around you. So, and so the basic idea is that it's not it's not just a bunch of stuff you're supposed to do. It's like it's a kind of like telling your kid to uh, to make their bed or to wash their hands. It's like you're giving people a way of being that will then have repercussions in yeah he's saying that it's all cleanliness laws it's all about cleanliness i i get the same argument from uh muslims about a lot of their rules like their like dietary like you know halal food and that kind of shit so right i mean like fucking whatever it's you know the the okay the easiest answer to this whole thing is it is an old book written at a different historical time and there's probably a lot of shit that doesn't make any fucking sense and maybe we don't need to pay attention to that <laughs> like we could just do that you know and, and you you can think about it and like study it and think it's interesting and like you know you could be a bible scholar if you want there's nothing wrong with that that's cool um, but like attributing meaning to every little stupid fucking thing written in this this thrown together mishmash of a poorly written book, like dude, come on, what the fuck? Yeah, this man, like why can't okay? Why can't we have weirdo dorks like this this guy? But about books that it would be really entertaining because the Bible is boring. It's really it is fucking boring. Bo- it's very long too. I want I want Peugeot uh, to start becoming like a Twilight scholar, right? Uh-huh. Like just obsessed with Stephanie Meyer, uh, you know, and he and he starts like trying to 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 get really deep into like you know the the true meaning behind the Quinault people, and and you see the the big gap is representative of blah blah blah. I would watch the shit out of those videos. You know what? I've are are the Quinaults in the twilight movies because i've never seen uh a twilight oh you've never seen the the, oh really yeah are the quinault part of the the twilights i I thought it was the quinault tribe but i don't want to speak it's so weird because i i stayed i stayed at the quinault casino or like yeah like resort and casino it's like right on the beach it's very nice yeah yeah yeah. no it's uh it's the the quinault uh reservation as well close to it yeah Okay. And it was and La Push, that's what it's in. La Push. Oh, La, La, Push, La Push is beautiful. Beautiful place. It is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the Olympic Peninsula. Amazing place. I can't believe you've never seen a Twilight movie. Are you fucking with me? No. No, I've They're never seen amazing. it. They're amazing. They're so fucking crazy. I know that crazy. they were filmed around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah part 
uh, part in, in Washington, part in Oregon, um, like all over the fucking place in the Pacific Northwest. And I, I am not fucking around, dude. They are quite possibly some of the most entertaining movies I've ever the, seen. Uh, they are so shit. The Quinault They're Reservation so- is just north of Aberdeen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Their way of seeing the world. So if you tell people don't mix seeds, don't mix, you know, different types of, of, of cloth, it's like they realize that, no, you need to keep things separate and you need to not mix them because if you mix them too much, then you get confusion and the world starts to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's basically, hey, I don't I, know if that's I, clear I, enough. It's hard to explain. I, like, I got to mention this. If you're, if you're sleeping and watching the Twilight series of movies because, like, I'm not a teenage girl, do yourself a favor. Get yourself some fucking alcohol. And like a buddy, everything's better with alcohol and sit down and no shit. Just watch those movies and you by the end of it, you will be howling with laughter at how fucking bad they are. It is incredible. You're fucking welcome. Go fucking do it. It is that that's that's your quest. I'm giving it to you right now. Go fucking watch those movies. They're amazing. We're going to do a little more of a different video from this guy and then we're going to move on to something else. Okay. Uh, so here's here's a little bit. This one, he talks about Moloch in this one. And oh, good. Conspiracy theorists love to use Moloch, who is only named in the Bible, I think, like once or twice. Um, Moloch is is named. It, it, it had to do with like burning children alive for Moloch. It, it is mentioned in the Bible. It is mentioned in the Bible. I don't I don't remember. If it's twice. It's either uh, once or twice. I'll look at it. Up. And it's really like a, you know, it's like a, it's like a horror movie scenario, right? It's like Lord of the Rings, really. And so Sauron is is trying to build a body for himself, like he's not completely incarnate, but what? he is. He's using all these people's desire for power in order to create a body for himself. You know, that's pretty much what it looks like is happening with this AI, which is that we're all we're all running what? towards a cliff. We what? all know we're running towards a cliff. What? We're talking about AI now? Okay. All right. Fuck. Sure. The symbolic world. It's interesting because often I talk about things uh, and I talk to you guys about certain subjects. uh, But then when they come in the news, it's as if I don't really feel like talking about it anymore. I don't know why I'm like that, but that's kind of how I am. And so everybody's telling me, you know, you need to talk about AI, you need to talk about AI. And uh, my reaction in some ways is that, you know, I've been talking to you guys for years about AI, you know, and I've been saying things like, if you want to understand what a fallen angel is, (laughs) pay attention to AI for years, literally. And so now that the entire... Why? 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 How in the fuck is is an AI like fallen angels? thing is exploding um you know i don't know why i hesitate to talk about it but i will talk about it and i'll talk about it through one interesting tack which is um you know someone called attention for me to what they call the moloch alignment uh, problem and to be honest i never heard of this issue it's a it's something in game theory it's kind of a scenario in game theory and uh game theory Oh, God. The moment one of these dumb shits starts talking about game theory, 
Hey, oh man. Is he talking never, about gonna... Matt Pat game theory? Is that what he's talking about? No, 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 no. Game theory. Game theory. Game theory. I'm trying to think of the easiest way to fucking it's like Okay. The study of mathematical models of strategic interactions amongst rational That's agents. just a theory. A game theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's a it's a way of basically talking about strategy, deep strategy, right? That's that's basically what they mean when they say game theory, you know? Okay. It's yeah. interesting, first of all, it's called Moloch. It's based on a Ginsburg poem. Uh and basically It's based on a Ginsburg poem? I thought it was in the Bible. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. God damn Moloch. It. Look it's the idea in some ways that face. technology has a a will of its own, you could say, and it seems to have a kind of agency that uh, that no one can stop, like no one can act against. And, you know, the people that are, are behind Fuck. this uh, this notion of agency, I don't know if they totally see it as a full agency or if they just see it as a kind of illusion of agency or mock agency, but in the end it doesn't really matter, does it? Because it's definitely experienced as a kind of, agency in the same way that you would experience individually something on you that you can't totally control, you know, a, a force or a process in your own behavior, like an addiction or something like that, that you can't you know what? stop. That I, you... I, I have the perfect co-host for this guy. He needs to make a new podcast with Brett King called Games Theory You Love. Games Theory You Love. You can tell the person, why don't you just stop? You know, why, why don't you just stop smoking? Why don't you just stop Doing whatever it is that you're doing that's addi- that's that that you're addicted to, uh, but for some reason they get caught in this in this agency, and so it's interesting uh, because the way that the Moloch problem lays itself out is that you know there are certain there's a certain setup, and the person in the, the uh, in the paper that the, or the article that uh, talked about it, um, I forget his name, I'll, I'll link to it in the description. He uses the arms race as an example of this, which I've used, you know, when I talked about basically the book of Enoch. He's so good at not getting to the point at all. I We have changed topics like six or seven fucking times, and I still don't know what the fuck he's trying to get to. This is bananas. My video in the book of Enoch, I talk about the the idea that the arms race is a good example of noticing agency in the world. Uh, transpersonal agency that you can't stop, right? That it's like you can, you know, why don't we all just stop this? And it's like, okay, why don't you do that? You know, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, And so this is, of course, what's happening with AI. (laughs) And so what's happening is that people are in a kind of arms race where they can't stop the process in that, Everybody knows that by making it happen, they are making, let's say they're making the situation worse in terms of, let's say, humanity. But they also know that whoever doesn't do it. Why, 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 why is like, why? Okay, he's talking about an arms race. It's like what? AI versus what? Like, is there something competing with AI? Because I don't see that. And he's assuming that AI is just like somehow anti-human. Like, why? Why? Why, why, why? (laughs) Paranoia will be I, in I the worst position of all the others. And so this isn't Terminator. You know, the- it is Terminator. 
It's not Terminator. Skynet is ready to destroy us. You see, Skynet was really a representation of the god, the the, the canine god, Moloch. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that everybody knows that now that AI is kind of out of the box and is unleashed, whoever isn't on board with AI will fall at the end of the line. And whoever is on board with AI, although, although they know that they might pretty sure they're making the world a worse place and a more and oh. a more uh you know a more chaotic place and also a place where there'll be more control those two things at the same time uh they also know that they have to do it or else their competitors whether it's a direct com- whether it's a competitor like another company or whether it's a competitor like a country let's say like China uh they have no choice because if we do we want China to be in control of AI like no we want to be in control of AI because we don't trust the Chinese. But then we also, do we trust Microsoft to be in control of AI? Uh, and so it's been very fascinating to see the recent developments. Would, most would of you, I trust probably... you Would I trust you with AI? I mean, like, like... don't <laughs> most of us have Microsoft's operating system on our computers? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. like... Unless he's a Mac guy, which, I mean, that's pick your evil empire, whatever. Right. Jesus Christ. Um, maybe he's a Linux guy. Maybe he's a Linux. I doubt it, though. Uh, he's got to be rocking Ubuntu. Yeah. Or, no, the, no he's, he's a true hipster. He's got the latest Debian build. This this video is too long. I, I'm going to do a bathroom run. I'll put you full screen. You can talk to people. I'll be right back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hi. I'm very I'm very furry today. Uh, I love that we have this something with me. <laughs> If ever there was an image uh, that was going to be perfect to encapsulate what just happened with um, with that that video that we had to watch, it's it's um, it's this thing right here. Yeah, um, yeah, wild shit. Terry Davis vibes. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Hell's only uh, says it's using math to calculate the best moves to counter all possible moves made by an enemy. Of course, the problem is that order to process all possible moves an enemy makes, one must be a paranoid schizophrenic. Look up John Nash of a beautiful mind in his game. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole thing with like game theory, I don't know game theory super, super well, but yeah, it's, it's like in depth strategy brain kind of stuff, you know, uh, Ben is gone post ponies. Yes. All the ponies, all the fucking ponies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, one has to wonder if any of these guys ever read Arthur C. Clarke and Asimov. Cause those guys were actually, who actually talked about AI Yes. Uh, I don't remember what the video was, uh, but I recently watched a video about this that made by this guy who just absolutely hated the movie iRobot. And he got really in depth uh, into a lot of Isaac Asimov's stuff. And it was really cool because it made me want to read more Asimov. I think I've read like one uh, Asimov novel and one short story because uh, he's not really a good writer, but. Uh, he has like really super in-depth and cool uh, um, concepts that are really worth reading. Game theory work on the premise: all humans are your enemies. And the idea of working together is never considered. You sure? I don't know. What's my favorite Twilight movie? Oh, that's easy. Breaking Dawn Part One. <clears throat> yep. What an absolute abortion of a movie! Holy fuck me, dead shit-eating craze. The only the only movie series. That can make Martin Sheen insufferable. The man is a saint. The man is incredible. I love Martin Sheen. Uh, or is it Michael Sheen? 
No, yeah, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Martin Sheen is uh, he was in uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. Michael Sheen. And uh, yeah, he is absolutely fucking terrible in that movie. Everything is terrible in that movie. It's incredible. Wasn't he in Spawn? Michael Sheen? Was he? Was he in... Sh- no. No way. Uh, important question. Peugeot. Uh, would I smash with a brick? Maybe. I mean, he's not a bad looking guy, but I no, 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 not really. He played Jason Wynn in Spawn. Oh, Martin Sheen did. Yes. I'm talking about Michael Sheen, though. Martin Sheen was. That's true. Now I now I remember that. Yes, he was. Are we doomed in 2024's presidential election? Yes. Yep. Yep. That's right. <laughs> team Edward or Team Jacob? That's a tough one, man. That's a very tough one. Uh, is it sparkly emo dipshit? Or is it I really want to fuck a baby? And, you know, when it comes down to, like, having to pick those two, I think I'd go for sparkly emo dumb shit. I think. I think so. Pretty sure. I, I, I'd have to go with that. I'm not, I really can't co-sign on to baby fucking, you know. I know that's kind of a bold place. Huh? What? What did I come back to? I was talking about Twilight. Oh. You gotta watch those movies, man. It's some fucking wild ass shit. Uh, Okay. Oh, did I get clipped talking about how I don't, I don't agree with baby fucking? Yeah, no, I, I'm okay with that. Spread that one far and wide. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put my foot down on that one, man. Now, when you want to fuck a baby, I, I just think you are a bad person. Probably not good. Not going to leave you alone with my kids. So no, I had no. uh, I had chat GPT write me some stories. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, <laughs> would you like me to read them out loud or do, or do you want to put your flavor on them or however you want to do? I'll, 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 uh, I'll put some spit and polish on this. OK. <clears> all right. <throat> In an unforeseen twist of temporal anomalies, Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, found himself transported to the vibrant and colorful 1980s. This is good already. A decade synonymous with excess and entertainment. Embracing the spirit of the era, Lincoln embarked on an unexpected career trajectory. He entered the world of professional wrestling in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yeah, dope. Lincoln, now sporting a unique blend of 19th century charm and 1980s flair, quickly became a sensation in the wrestling world. His opponents ranged from the behemoth Andre the Giant to the flamboyant macho man Randy Savage. However, it was his epic rivalry with the iconic Hulk Hogan that truly captivated audiences. The clash of titans between Lincoln and Hogan transcended the boundaries of time and politics. Their feud reached its zenith at WrestleMania in a historic matchup, the Beard vs. Skullet match. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> The stipulation dictated that the loser would either have to shave off his legendary beard or part ways with his signature skullet hairstyle. The build-up to the match was intense, with both wrestlers exchanging verbal jabs reminiscent of political debates. 
The wrestling world was divided as fans passionately supported either the bearded president or the skullet-wielding Hulkster. As the bell rang for the beard versus skullet match, the arena pulsated with excitement. The two wrestling legends showcased a blend of athleticism and showmanship. Lincoln, with his towering frame and strategic prowess, faced off against Hogan's raw power and charisma. The match went back and forth, keeping the audience on the edge of their seats. In a dramatic turn of events, Lincoln managed to pin Hogan to the mat, securing victory and retaining his iconic beard. The crowd erupted in cheers as the 16th president stood triumphant in the ring. The image of Lincoln, with his beard intact, became an enduring symbol of resilience and victory. The aftermath of the beard versus skullet match solidified Lincoln's status as a wrestling icon. He needed to be known for something. He continued to grapple with various opponents, each match adding to his legacy in the squared circle. While the time-traveling president may have departed from the 1980s, his brief but memorable stint in professional wrestling left an indelible mark on the annals of sports entertainment, proving that even historical figures can find a place in the flamboyant world of the WWF. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really good. I, I did another one, and it also involves time travel and a president. So I, I <laughs> You're just into it, weren't you? Yeah, I, I did this one. <laughs> oh, my God. You want me to put some spit on this? Too? Yes, please, please. This is the last one. This is the last one. <clears throat> Fuck me. <clears throat> in a flash of cosmic energy, Barack Obama found himself standing in the midst of ancient Egypt. King Tut, intrigued by this unexpected visitor, listened as Obama passionately explained the concept of universal basic income. Together, they implemented this revolutionary idea, bringing prosperity to the people. As the kingdom flourished, a sudden disturbance shook the sands. Aliens, threatened by the newfound prosperity, descended upon Egypt to thwart their plans. Unfazed, Obama harnessed the power of time travel once more, journeying to the prehistoric era to recruit an unconventional army. Oh, fuck me. Returning with a legion of tamed dinosaurs, Obama and King Tut faced the extraterrestrial threat head-on. The majestic creatures, now allies, clashed with the alien invaders. In the midst of the chaos, Obama's vision of universal basic income prevailed, Inspiring unity among the people and dinosaurs alike. <laughs> Sorry, the aliens, overwhelmed by the unexpected resistance, retreated into the cosmos. With the threat averted, Obama bid farewell to ancient Egypt, leaving behind a legacy of prosperity and equality. As he vanished through the corridors of time, the echoes of his efforts <laughs> continued to resonate shaping the course of history across the ages. Yes! Amazing, dude. Amazing. Make that into so, a movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's Get Spielberg amazing. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I do have a, a, a garlic bread update. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I have a golden retriever. Oh, no! And... and uh <laughs> And... 
She is very, very good about never eating anything off the table. Like, never. Ever. Like, if I toss food to her and it bounces off her nose and lands on the table, she won't pick it up. But garlic bread apparently was just too fucking much for her, and she fucking scarfed, like, a half a loaf. Garlic is not good for dogs. I know, I know, which is why the wife is now, like, watching the dog like a hawk to make sure she is, uh, she's, she's not gonna get sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Um. Fuck, dog ate my goddamn garlic uh-huh. bread. Um. Son of a bitch! Let's check in with, uh, Wild Bill. Oh, let's do that. All right, here he is. <laughs> It is December in Daytona Beach. And Kathy Johns just posted this on Facebook. A meme that captures exactly what is wrong in the USA today. It is when people forget God that tyrants forge their chains. Can I just say, can I just say, it's it's so fascinating to me how Bill does know how to edit. I mean, obviously, he just edited a picture into his video, but he still... All these years later, has to start his his fucking video with him going. (laughs) Like, dude, bro. Yeah, bro. Fade it in. What the fuck? Yeah, you can hear him. He breathes really loud. Every major problem this nation is facing can be traced to walking away from our Christian heritage. And in its place, wickedness and moral filth took over our government and schools today we feel the chains of i i'm a big fan of wickedness and moral filth that's just kind of like my bread butter i think i might even like that more than garlic tyranny around our necks i have been warned by facebook and youtube that i will be permanently banned if i speak truth about the 2020 elections the fauci vaccines or the lgbt it's funny because trump is the one that signs his name on the vaccines yeah, it's funny that he calls it the Fauci vaccine. It's like if you ask Trump who came up with the or like who's responsible for the vaccines, he will take credit for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And like he he even gets booed by his own people yep. now because he's not following their script, which is weird. That's Super the biggest strange. point of contention between Trump and his base, actually. Yeah. The vaccine yeah. stuff. I, yeah, he's like, I saved everybody's life with the Operation Warp Speed and blah, 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 blah. And, we, like, I'll put some respect on him for, for you know, trying to get that out as quick as possible. But then he just fucked it all up right afterwards. So. He can't he can't do the wall thing anymore because Biden's about to build more wall than he ever did. So mm. it's, it's crazy. He's lost. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. The January 6th committee effectively put the chains of tyranny around our necks by destroying First Amendment rights to speak out against government corruption. Free and fair what? elections are circling the drain and may soon vanish forever. Yeah, if Trump gets reelected. Yeah, I yeah, no, absolutely. Like, he might just indefinitely delay the next election. Probably, yeah. I, I, I Jesus fucking. Christ. I think yeah, the next you, election might have to be delayed until after I'm dead. <laughs> so, do you, 
Yeah, yeah, no shit. Um, did you uh, did you hear about the whole the whole shit with his uh, his lawyer arguing and the uh, I think it was the Colorado Supreme Court. I think it was yesterday because uh, they were doing the hearing about whether or not uh, Trump is disqualified from running for office for violating the Fourteenth Amendment. You know, mm-hmm. like did an insurrection. Now, from what I understand of it, I know we're, this is just a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's really interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, basically, so far, the court has basically been like, yeah, no, Trump Trump did an insurrection. Like, yeah, no, he, he did. And Trump's lawyer now, and I watched it, it was fucking bananas. He, he made the case that that shouldn't apply to Trump because Trump is not an officer. An officer of the government that the president the president is, is an officer of the government well he's trying to argue that it's not that he's not and he like, holds they, an office i know i know but he's trying to argue that it's not that's it that's the defense that they're running with now which is fucking bananas. that's why they call it being in office right i know i and everybody knows that and like the the, the people on the on the court they're like looking at him like what the fuck are you talking about and they rightly point out that if if you can remove that that from uh, the 14th Amendment or from the Constitution, that effectively, if you remove that a president is an officer, that means a 25-year-old could be president. It means Arnold Schwarzenegger could be president. Yep. It means Obama could have a third term. Like, it's fucking weird mm-hmm. that they're trying to do it that way. And I and I, it's just really it's it's fascinating. I wish Arnold could run because he would actually give Trump a run for his money for the nomination. He'd he'd, he'd fucking win. He he'd probably beat Biden too. He probably would. I, if we could vote for Arnold Schwarzenegger, I I would vote for you. Vote for Arnold Bush. over Biden. Oh God! In a fucking minute! In a fucking minute! Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. Hmm. I'd have to hear what because I haven't heard Arnold's political stance. I, I I know he doesn't like Trump and disagrees with a lot of Trump stuff, but I'm like he's still a Republican. Like, what would he do as president? I don't know. I'd have to hear yeah, his platform. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's yeah, an old. Sure. He's a neocon. Like he liked Bush a lot. Him and Bush Junior were buddies. Yeah, but I mean, the Obamas were like best friends with Bush too. You That's know? a yeah, but they weren't actual rivals. You know, like they're they're like different but, generations. Like Clinton and Bush got along. I mean, like yeah, they no. have more in common. No, no. Well, I mean, after the fact, Clinton and Bush got along. They they can't. No. They yeah. They they raised what? Yes, they did. It's it's a it's a well it's a really really well known. Not even really a secret. Uh, the Bushes and the Obamas are really chummy together. They're friends. Like, they hang out. Like, they fucking yeah, hang out. Yeah, but, like, Clinton Don't used to like- hang out with Bush Sr. a lot. Clinton and Bush Sr. were, like, buddies. And actually, yeah. uh, uh, Bush Jr. was giving a speech one time, and he was like, you know, guess who turns 52 next year? Two of my father's favorite people, myself and President Clinton. Something like sure. that, or like, or like sixty-two, or whatever, uh, yeah. whatever age. But yeah, like Bush Senior liked Bill because Bill Clinton was like a young guy that came out of nowhere and beat him. There was like a weird mutual respect after that happened. The two-term vice president, one-term president. Just know the Obamas and the Clintons really don't. Sure. Like yeah. each other. Well, they're all. Most of them are chummy behind the scenes, and we know the Bushes don't like Trump. 
Like I'm, yeah. I'm willing to bet George Bush, George Bush Senior, definitely voted for Hillary mm. in that in the in the first election between Hillary and and Trump. I'm willing I, I to bet. I'm willing to bet Bush Senior voted. Bush Senior, uh, like McCain, probably voted for Hillary too. Oh, probably yeah. A lot yeah. of these like really high ranking establishment. Uh, who did Mitt Romney vote for? Did he just not vote? I don't know, but definitely not fucking uh, Trump. Trump voted for Hillary uh, to be his senator. I can almost guarantee you that in New York. Uh, Obama is pretty right wing for a Dem. I I got to be honest with you. Aside from like a very small handful of people, um, every Democrat in Washington is right leaning. Like all of them. The entire Democratic Party, save for a handful, are right of center. So, I mean, it's not... It's not a stretch at all, you know. Depending on what happens in 2024. Yeah, they obviously agree with more than they disagree. And the thing they agree most on is that only they should be in power. There should not be like any other options. They they want to hold on to that two party system. And obviously they agree with they they disagree on more than they like since. You know, since like Civil War era, they're more divided than ever before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want to see another picture of America's spiritual condition? The wolf of hell is about to chomp down on America because we have gotten far from the shepherd, the Lord of Lords. What the fuck is the wolf of hell? (laughs) The wolf of hell. Yeah, but but what is that? Of kings. Oh, uh, so, uh, New Mexico, 1912, said they they voted for Gary Johnson probably to be governor because Gary Johnson was governor of New Mexico, and you smoked weed with him at Zozobra. Jeff, do you know what Zozobra is? I do not It's know. It's actually the original Burning Man. Like, it's, it, it's oh. a festival in New Mexico that started, I think, in, like, the 20s or something, and hmm. and it uh it happens the same day as Burning Man. Like the like Burning Man happens the same day as it, I should say. It predates Burning Man. And they burn a giant effigy of uh old man gloom or whatever, Zozobra, they call him. Weird. Yep. Yeah. I went to it a couple times. There is no political solution to the corruption we see taking down everything that is good in the USA. We are in a massive spiritual war for the heart and soul of America. And the only winning strategy is for us as a nation to deliberately and with great determination to turn back to being a nation under God. Ronald Reagan Uh, once said... He says it like, it's almost like Jesus once said... If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. (coughs) Oh, God. When Barack Obama lit up the White House in the colors of the rainbow flag to celebrate homosexuality, (laughs) this nation under God became a nation under the divine judgment of God's wrath. And to understand the perplexing, dirty politics of Washington, D.C., John Calvin said it perfectly. When God wants to judge a nation... He gives them wicked rulers. What the a lazy only... fucker. Wait, like, that's such a lazy thing for God to do. You, like, do your own fucking, your own shit, man. And also, 
Why does why does Wild Bill like Reagan? Reagan is the biggest gun grabber in all of history. Like what the fuck? Way to like, restore this it's nation true. begins with Christian men and women dedicating themselves to fasting and praying for this nation, praying for the Holy Spirit to move powerfully against the forces of darkness. Please right pass up. this video far and wide. The tyrants are trying to silence me, and I need a circle of faithful friends to help get the message out. Circle this is Wild Bill for America. Bill. Thank you for watching, and America, bless God again. See, uh, because, like, <laughs> a bunch of his videos got removed. I think that's why he did that. But, yeah, I here's... I did notice that a bunch of his, his videos got removed, and I think he took even more of them down. This is Zozo Bra. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, old Gloom Giant, Marionette Effigy, constructed wood wire and cotton, built and burned on the Friday of Labor Day weekend prior to the annual Fiesta's Day Santa Fe in Santa Fe. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Yeah, here's here's one of them. Oh wow! Yeah, that's great. Wait, so that's that. It says they're burning it in Santa Fe. Yeah, it's in Santa Fe. Wait, wait, what, what? Wait, wait. Fucking, I go to Santa Fe all the fucking time. Uh, it's in September. I want to go to that in September. Yeah, it Please. says uh, the Friday of Labor Day weekend. Oh shit! Yeah. When the f- was I there last time? Uh, yeah, I was in, uh, you know what? I think I go through Santa Fe like the week right before that. I have a t-shirt with Zozo bra on it. That's cool. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I'd love to go to that. That looks fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's check out, uh, Gail's Olive Garden date with Brent. We'll see how this is. (laughs) Gale videos are hit or miss, but let's let's see uh, how this goes. But that's when Burning Man happens too, right? Like that same weekend every year, right? Uh, Burning Man usually happens like the last few days in August into. Yeah, and that's when Zozobra happens. Oh, uh, okay. No, then that means I usually get there the weekend after Zozobra. Damn, I think I'm always going to miss it. Um, yeah, yeah. Ah. All of Harlem was so, Janie Bell involved. Oh, I miss Janie. Where the fuck is Janie? So Zozobra this year happens on, or next year rather, happens on August 30th. America blessed the drunken peasants again. Great to see you, Jeff Holiday, on the show. Thank you so much. And Burning Man is long, like way longer than Zozobra. It's only Zozobra is only one day, but Burning Man happens. It says August August twenty fifth to Monday, September second. So Zozobra like falls in the middle of that. It's just weird that it had like it's a similar thing. Obviously, the scale is not even comparable. But the like it's it's just weird that it's a similar thing where they burn like a big effigy and the, and it's like around that same time. It's an interesting thing. I, 
I you know like uh, I, I wanna I wanna try and convince you to go to Burning Man someday, no. but you won't even go you won't even go camping with me, so I, I don't think I have will. zero like I'm more interested in going camping than going to Burning Man for sure. Pretty um, awesome. I like I, I went three times and I really, really had a fantastic experience. And if I never go again, I'm totally cool with that because it's a pain in the ass to go, and it's very hot and very uncomfortable. Yes, but I I am really glad that I went and I got to experience it at least once. It was worth that, but I could just. Where's it? It's go. in Nevada. Yeah, it's okay. in a. It's on top of. It, it's on a dry lake bed, and like there's not even there's no dirt, there's no sand. It's dust. It's a slightly acidic fucking dust that covers you. It looks terrible. Breathe it, eat it. I'd rather <laughs> just go to the thing in Santa Fe. It's it's like in the most inhospitable place in the fucking country, and uh, it, it's an, it's awful. But you you'll have just the most amazing party you've ever had and see some of the craziest shit you've ever seen. Because so you're on I, drugs. I, nah, I. You know what the best drug to do at Burning Man is. Uh, casual drinking and not even getting drunk. Just get a little bit of a buzz on and cruise around. And trust, I've done lots of drugs at Burning Man. And <laughs> the last what... time I went, the, like a lot. Uh, the last time I went, I just like kept a good buzz going with some booze, and I had a fucking that best mm. time ever. You know, so I always tell people if you get a chance to, it's worth going at least once. It's pretty fun. Um. Let's check out uh, Gail with uh, with Brent at Olive Garden. Let's see. Yeah. All right. I just came from a fun date with Brent at the Olive Garden. <laughs> um, it's it was raining outside. Fortunately, yesterday during the hangout, here is my doggy bag. Because they have the Aww. most delicious bread there. Ah, I Damn took it. the bus to go out there in spite of the rain. Let me see if the, the bread's still good. It might have got a little moist. It's not Fazoli's. <laughs> Check out the pre-show because we talked about Fazoli's. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Please. <laughs> In the pre-show, if any of you is that, because Jeb had never heard of Fazoli's before, I think it's, yeah, yeah, shout out to Fazoli's if you're out there and you've eaten Fazoli's. Hmm, not bad. Mm. <laughs> Rub it in, Gail, mm. I lost my garlic Merci. bread. Um, not like it was at this restaurant, though, I went out in that rain, so... That probably didn't help. So did she sit at a table at Olive Garden and, like, the ghost of Brent was there? Was she, like, acting yeah. like Brent was there with her? I, I think that they were brain to brain. This okay. is my theory. I don't think she's going to elaborate, but I think she went to Olive Garden and went brain to brain with Brent. And uh, and that's uh, 
<laughs> God damn it. This is fucking wild. Answer the poll. Have you had Fazoli's? Have you had Fazoli's? It's it's Italian fast food. <laughs> um, well, basically. Uh, mm. The breadsticks at Fazoli's were kind of like Olive Garden breadsticks. But you get unli- unlimited free breadsticks as long as you sat in the dining room there. I mean... <sighs> Like Olive Garden is a diarrhea factory, but they do have good breadsticks. I usually I usually eat their chicken parm, and that usually is okay. Yeah, well, I haven't bad. been there in years, though. Yeah, it was fun fun to be out with Brent on a date. I, I took him. We went out on a date about a week ago at a sushi restaurant, and it's really mm. helping him get over PTSD because when Baphomet raped him. In a couple weeks ago, <laughs> he suffered. Baphomet raped. Dude, how many times has Brent Spiner been raped? Oh, dude. I mean. So many you know. times. By Lori McBride. Oh. By, yeah. I mean, like, every, so many people. Ballerina. Yep. I mean, that's just kind of like the go-to. If he, if Brent Spiner, the real one, not the Jesuit clone. Not the clone. Uh, sets foot outside. I mean, he just gets his butt pumped immediately. <laughs> traumatic stress disorder um hmm. uh-huh does look good I, um my gale shield yesterday went up to 80 percent her gale shield went up to 80 percent that's good what was that was result, it low yeah it must have been at a low point of, i got rid of uh shredder and um I also uh, threw out a pair of walking shoes that needed to be... What, she got rid of, like, a cheese shredder? Is that what she's talking about? I don't know. Or she said she got rid of Ninja shredder, and I'm like, are the Ninja Turtles involved in the Gale-verse now? That's, that's, that's the first thing I thought <laughs> about. I'm like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, the Foot Clan. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> Thrown out, and then I had an extra duplicate pair, which I'm now using. And I also... Um, yeah, I've been eliminating duplicates and hoarding everywhere. And then yesterday, yeah. just to test out... That's part of the Gale command. Like, the Gale Commandments, way more than Leviticus and all of these other religious laws, these actually teach cleanliness, good, clean yeah, I, living. Right. Gale Commandments, way over 12 rules for life. I'm sorry, yes. but it's it's objectively true. Yes. Forget about the Ten Commandments. Forget about all of it. The Gale Shield. I uh, Rule 13 suggested that I check my closets because maybe she said, are you still obsessing about anything? Are you hoarding? So I said, let me check. So I went into my bathroom and I threw out some alcohol wipes and they didn't really make much of a difference because I'm probably going to be using them within a couple weeks anyway. Uh, and then I went to a closet right where I had a lot of electronic stuff, and I noticed that I was keeping a defective um, computer fan because I, I I fixed my own I fixed my computer fan when the Lizzo huh. Jesuits tricked me about a year ago into breaking it, and um, I was keeping the old one, <laughs> and um, it was broken and it needed. I don't know why I was keeping it. <laughs> So I threw it out, and then the Gale Shield went from 80 to 82%. 
Oh, and Walter Reed said, well, you can take it easy. Your, your Gale shield is doing good at 80%. And Buddha did say, um, ah. let me see if I can get my notes on this. She said, Lord Buddha, Buddha did say that um, it's important that when we do these things that we are sincere in, um, in our spiritual practice. And I asked her, what did that mean? Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Love you. Who was that? I missed that. Uh, oh, Majorly who... Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majorly Awesome. Yeah. No, nah, definitely. Uh, well, way over Rules of Power, way over uh, uh, Art of War. I mean, Gale Commandments the whole way. And let me see. I'll go through my notes here. Um... She's very, like, studious, I think is the word. Like, yes. she keeps notes. She's very organized. She could be yes. a secretary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They have the most delicious bread there. <laughs> um. <laughs> I love yeah, her. I love her. Like, she is just one of the most pleasant people I've ever met. Absolutely. Yeah. What state is she in now? Alabama. Uh, Alabama's um, way cheaper than Florida. Florida is one of the fastest growing pop. I think it's the fastest growing population in the United States. Right, and, right, right. And like, so that drove up the cost of housing. They were going to double her rent. So Zach Knight and Jesus and Brent got together and came up with a plan for her to move to Alabama, and she lives in a night in in a cheaper place now. And, wow. I- I'll have to ask uh, Zach Knight where in Alabama, because I'm going to be in Alabama in April. That would be so, insane. That'd be um, great if I if I could hang out I with would love, Yeah, I would love that. Um, yeah, she... Uh, I've, I've, I've seen people be like, Gail should be, like, in a, in a hospital. No. Like, and I'm like, but look at her. She... She's bathed, you know, she has clean clothes, her her apartment is clean, you know, she she doesn't do anything. She pl- she does stuff on the internet and then she just kind of hangs out at home. Right. You know, she's just right. an old lady. She's not uh she 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 doesn't have any weapons or anything like that. She just is right. at home just chilling at home. She's an old lady. There's yeah, no need. It, it- there's there's always like some some people that get really fucking weird about Gail and like she needs to have professional hall yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah no no she takes Seroquel so there must be a doctor prescribing that to her yeah yeah I mean and yeah no dude she's she's she, she is one hundred she goes fine. to the doctor one of the Gail commandments is take your Seroquel <laughs> okay yeah. so oh yeah. Why did- Anyways, I had a. She's on her meds. She's fine. The Olive Garden. It She's was very functional. I noticed there was a. Com- compare the way she is to like Jared or King Cobra. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. She's like ten times more functional she- than than either of those. People. She's way less self destructive. You don't see her trying to make weird hooch. You know, or she doesn't wear uh-huh. like the same clothes every day or anything like that. Oh my god, actually I do end up kind of close to Gale on my on one of my motorcycle tours. That's fucking nuts. I don't think I I don't stop anywhere. 
I saw, I think I stopped maybe like 10 miles away from where she lives, but I'm only there, I think, for lunch. A lull in Damn. the rain. So I walked on out to the thrift store, which is about a 20-minute walk from where I live. I made it. Yeah, she sold her car, too. So she just walks around, like, in her neighborhood. There's a park. Wow. I remember when she first moved there, she took a, she did a video tour of the park. And uh, she, uh, I, I'm guessing, you know, the store, like, the grocery store is nearby. Maybe she takes the bus to right. places. I looked at my watch, which I keep... She's probably on Social Security at this point. ...in my fanny pack and noticed that I had enough time to catch a bus out to the Olive Garden. So I waited for the bus... And um, I made it out there. Mm. <laughs> Let me see now. Um, here it is. She said... She can... Someone said, just because you're schizophrenic doesn't mean you can't care for yourself. And I agree. And that, and, and, and she's not a threat to anybody, so she's perfectly fine. She can live in her fantasy world. Uh, she's she's fine. Like, nobody right. needs to yeah, mess with her. to fuck Gail Smile, you all see, or do you know what I am saying? Do I you? Mean, <laughs> Please I mean, don't. Please don't. Well, I look. I, it's, <laughs> Please don't look. fuck Gail, Jeff. <laughs> are you pleading? Are you pleading with me? Yeah. Not to, not to... Yeah. What, what if it's just, what if it's just brain to brain? Okay. Yeah. Sure. We, just brain we... to brain, but you don't need to meet her to do brain to brain. You can do brain to brain where you are now. She I does it like with to... she does it with her men who are in outer space. So. I feel like we have to break the ice first in real life, and then we can start brain to braining, like brain to braining our brains out. You know what I'm saying? You want to break her, all right? <laughs> not, not just the ice. I mean, I don't even know what that means, Ben. <laughs> I remember something Buddha said once. He said that the meditation and going out is not just to make something happen. This is important. He said we must be spiritually sincere. It's not like doing rituals to make something happen. Like, if I'm going out there just to make the gale steel strong, that's the wrong motive. He said, it's not like doing rituals to make something happen. It's not to appease anyone. Right. And then I asked her, define spiritually sincere. She says, it means that you do it because it is satisfying and enjoyable, even if you did not get anything in return for it. If not... It's like when you give someone a present, expecting them to do something for you. We should meditate and enjoy tea to feel better and to feel happy. We should go on dates with our lovers to enjoy time with them. We should explore to discover. So I asked, oh, did it go up when I went out on, on my date with Brent at the sushi restaurant? And then mm -hmm. Rule 13 said, did you like the sushi in time with Brent? And she said, yes, it did go up. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I think my motives for going to the restaurants have been pretty good. Um, basically, I just really appreciate my husband and really wanted to uh, show Aww. him my appreciation by spending time with him on dates. Way better than her last husband. And it really helped him. Um, oh, Jesus. So 13 asked, hmm, is there any more hoarding or obsessing? And... Um, 
Yeah, I just told you what I did. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you know, rule 13 is just concerned that Gail is hoarding and obsessing over things. Making sure, and it seems like she's doing great. I think Gail did at one time have a hoarding issue, and things seem to be a lot more organized at this point. I mean, I, I, I have like a selective hoarding problem. Kinda. Um, I'm kind of like it, but it's like things that I collect, like guitars. I have like a ridiculous amount of of guitars. Oh um, yeah. Uh. God, I would probably have <laughs> I would probably have too many cars if I like allowed myself to go crazy with cars, but I I I only have two and I just hold on to the two cars. You know what I'm saying, I, bro? I, I just think I know I know what you're saying, bro. Um I I I'm pretty good about throwing stuff away if I have if I think I ha- I could have a use for it. It gets about 3 months and if I don't use it, I'm cool with throwing it away, but if if somebody is like, hey, do you want this like office chair? I did or that. Something? I did that with you. I said, do you want all these monitors in this giant stand that holds all these different monitors? I still got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. I okay. That's another thing I hoard is like mic cables, headphone cables, like everything that I use down here. I hoard a whole right. bunch of it. I gave you that shit because I didn't know I didn't have anywhere else to put it, and I have this single screen. That acts right. as four monitors now. I used to have four separate monitors, and now I just have like a single screen that right. acts as four monitors. It's a better setup for you for sure. Yeah. But I was, somebody will like offer me a computer chair, right? And I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll take it and I'll get it home. And if I don't really like it and I'm not going to swap out like the computer chair that I had, what I'll fucking do is I'll go and remove every single fucking bolt and any, like, bracket that might be useful, and I'll put them, and I have, like, these fucking tough, not tough, like, Rubbermaid containers, like, one for bolts. Oh, screws? One, yeah. One screws. And, and Allen I wrenches. Hoard- I have, like, a billion Allen wrenches. <laughs> but the thing is, though, uh, I use them all the time because, like, something will break, and I'm like, I bet I have a bolt that will Yeah, that. why go and Why I go to Home one. Depot to buy it if you already yeah. have it? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I'm, I, yeah, I'm obsessive about that. I definitely all, have a all, junk drawer all, for sure. Out of shit. Yeah, I, it's, I, well, I don't, I won't do a junk drawer anymore. I, I, it's, I have, like, Varying labeled different types of junk in Rubbermaid totes on a shelf, perfectly organized in my in my uh, garage. But I actually do use them. So, so yeah, we. She, the rule thirteen said, "Here's how to help you decide if what you have is clutter. Am I saving this item just in case? In fact, I might put 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 a post for this up at my website. Do I have duplicates of this item?" Three, is this something I have worn or used in the last year? Four, Mm. can I borrow this item should I need to? Five, do I have the space? So there's there's even more commandments. Store it. Six. Basically, it's the the gospel of not hoarding, which is what's happening right now. Does this need to be repaired to be useful? That actually helped me to make a decision about a pair of pants I had. Yeah, it's true. Like sometimes we hold on to things that are broken, and we think, and it's yeah. like, can it even be repaired? You know, I, 
I did have a problem with not throwing away my busted ass Carhartts because I, I, you know, I liked them and I'm like, ah, I could wear them like when it's when I'm going to do something really dirty and that's like ripped out. Where, where where I grew up, Carhartt was like just your normal winter coat. Like a lot of people would wear that shit. It's like tractor people <laughs> wear that kind of shit. I wear fucking Carhartts all the time. They're like best fucking jeans, best jeans. Holy shit. I always liked Dickies a lot. Eh, Dickies are okay. The ones that are pretty badass, I'm, I'm wearing a pair right now, is uh, Duluth. Makes yeah. uh, pants fire hose material. That's cool. Yeah, I've never, I've yeah. seen it. I've never, I've never had that clothing. I had to fix the elastic in it for it to be useful, and I haven't had the time to do it. So I thought, you know what, you've got plenty of pairs of pants. Just donate it. <laughs> No, I actually decided to throw that one out because most people can't sew. It's ra- It's not racist if it's your own people, Seth looks. All right? Yeah, yeah that, I just threw that's the word. That one out. It's an old pair of pants. Seven, am I keeping this because of obligation or guilt of letting it go? Eight, do I love this item? So I you, uh, went through my closet and noticed... Do you love this item? item? Do you... Do you hey, I'm asking you. Do you love this item? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I don't think I don't think she's gonna tell us more about her date though. I think she's uh yeah, I think we she's, can move on to something else. Yeah, I think she's super down for her. <laughs> I'm not hoarding guys, it's cool. Which yay, good for you, Gail. Thank you, Gail. A little Hitlery. <laughs> yeah, he just needs to shave like out here. Yeah, I can barely grow a stash. This is like the most of a mustache I can grow. Like barely. Mine's okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh no! Sober, oh, no. angry. Those two are connected. <laughs> yeah. And waiting for donations. Ned Flanders is looking rough, tubes. <laughs> Heidly, hey, neighborinos, why don't you give me a donation? I, I'm, I, I always end up falling into quagmire territory. Why? I don't know. Reading chat. I get some money in cash after PayPal, looking to get some beer. I actually need to get some of that. For my next food hack, I came up with the most tastiest buffalo chicken ramen noodles. Oh, oh boy. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's not really dank. I want to remake them for a YouTube video. Is it just the chicken flavor ramen noodles with buffalo sauce in it? Is that what it is? <laughs> Probably, yeah. And some Bud Light. And crushed up Doritos. Am I dating anyone? And jizz. Whatever else he puts into it. <laughs> I mean, he's making it with his bare hands, so chances are it does have some jizz in it. Uh, <laughs> come on. I mean, producer Matt, said, producer Matt said he was quite clean. Dude, do you think he washes his hands after he jerks off? And we know for a fact he just, like, blows loads onto the carpet in front of his chair. 
I uh, yeah yeah yeah. You know he does that. You've seen now. I can't. Like I know I can't stop seeing him. Like the fucking (laughs) video of him jacking off in my fucking god damn it. No, I'm still single. I've been single. He probably just like stomps it into the carpet. (laughs) I just I still I cannot fucking get over like that image is burned in forever in my mind of Cobes. Fucking buck ass naked holding his dick and just fucking spitting on it. <laughs> like, oh my god, man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck. For like six years. Not by choice. All of those donations will go towards my Google AdSense and I should get them next month. Thanks, Jeff, for your one ninety nine. Was that you? Of course. Big folk. Thank you for your 99 cents. Again, you don't have to donate to Super Chat or PayPal Cash App, but if you do, it is greatly appreciated. I know money Wait, is tied so- Somebody's asking, how did I see that? The, the fucking gif of him spitting on his dick. Uh, Hawkeye. It's always fucking Hawkeye's fault. Anytime I inadvertently, like, I see, like, Shanny's asshole or fucking Cove's dick. It's because Hawkeye was like, no, no, that was Flock Opossum. That wasn't Hawkeye. Oh, no, it was That's right. It wasn't Hawkeye. It was Flock Opossum. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Flock Opossum that keeps sending me that shit. Which I mean, whatever. I have a morbid fascination. Yeah. On this time of year, because it's the holidays, I'm not ignoring anyone. I'm just reading chat. Thank you, Brigga, for your one ninety nine. Teeth are doing all right. No, I didn't get a haircut. My hair's in a ponytail. Is poof in a mead? Oh my fucking god! Is puff in a mead? <laughs> <laughs> and then he read it, and then like it processed, and he's like, "Oh my fucking god!" Yeah, uh, Rake is to help look for puff if you must know. I'm looking for him as I can. He says he's been looking every place he can, but if you look behind him, none of the shit behind him was moved. I guess it, he claims he lost him outside, so I guess that kind of explains that. Fucking point for sure. Yeah. If I don't find him deathbed tapes, I will not. More than likely, it'll take at least a year for me to get over it. I wouldn't trade Puff for a Cobra, to be honest. And. Oh man! Yeah, his face is kind of swollen down here. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a pretty clear sign. Pretty clear sign that he might he might have a pretty serious like dental infection, which would suck. That shit hurts. There is nothing that hurts worse than a fucking like impacted, uh, like dental nerve and shit. Ah. Terrible. It's swollen. Seriously concerned you might have an infection. I'm good and hit you with thanks for your five dollars. I'm good. Thanks, box elder, for your five dollars. <laughs> Telling him what to do if he gets to the shakes. Yeah, yeah. But he's not gonna read it out loud. Damn. But I'm not an alcoholic, so <laughs> Whew. zero self awareness. You're drinking right now, do you? I'm not sad. I'm just hanging. He's not an alcoholic because you don't see him drinking right now. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, man, I'm 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 cruising on a little bit of rock star right now. That doesn't mean I'm not a fucking alcoholic. Right. Come on, man. You know, would I shave my head and mustache for a thousand dollars? Uh, no, I would not. Wow. I would. Fuck. Yeah. Me. What the hell? Maybe for hey, like... give me a thousand dollars, I will literally like shave and cut my shave my head and my face like right fucking now. A grand? Fuck yeah, dude! Absolutely. Eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars? What? Shout out to Jared. Thank you for your fifty dollars to Cash App. Uh, shout out to Tiffany. Thank you for your two dollars to cash. I appreciate it. The way he's talking to, yeah, you know what? He, yeah, it does look like he might have, yeah, yeah. severe infection. I noticed yeah. that at first, that, like his face looks shaped weird. Mm-hmm. I don't care if my face looks puffy. Thank you, Chris, for your one ninety nine. Appreciate it. What do I want? For, what do I want for Christmas? Well, I want puff back. To go to spend time with my family and friends and to win the lottery. Had it. Thank you for your one ninety nine. You should yeah. go. He's all. He's always had like a peanut or butternut squash shaped head, but like this is this is bad. This is like super super fucking puffy, like in the jaw. You know, yeah. not just like his fucking melon head, but like right in here. It's ugh, looks awful. Go to dental school, save yourself some money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my dry spill still dry. I don't care. There's more important things in life than sex. Fuck bite size Cobra videos. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, there are a lot of donations coming in. Fucking garlic bread thief in here. Come here, dog. This Come is here. so true. Your head looks like a watermelon with rubber bands squeezing it. Did you enjoy that garlic bread? Look at this piece of shit that stole my garlic bread. Oh, you piece of shit. Oh, my God. You're the worst. You're the worst ever. You ate my garlic bread. How dare you? This is just the betrayal. Top 10 anime betrayals. My dogger. My dogger ate all my garlic bread. All right, get out of here. Oh, we had all the dogs on the... We had the dogs on the oh, show. Oh, this is it. Oh, oh, and you got licks. Yeah. Oh. My dog doesn't get to lick me right now. She already ate my fucking garlic bread. See, if your dog started eating your garlic bread, she'd only get like, you know, little nibbles out of it and shit. You'd still have yeah. some garlic bread. <laughs> She eats very little food. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I'm spending all this money on presents, obviously. Thank you for your $5. You don't have to donate. It should be the super chat button right here with the dollar sign or like Cash App or PayPal. If you're going to donate to talk shit, you're just going to get your comment deleted. <laughs> I got plenty Damn. of fans who donate who don't have to fucking do that shit. How much are dollar haulers? They're one dollar, dude. Yeah. So they're called one dollar hauler. I'm cheaper than Cameo, for fuck's sake. 
Happy birthday, <laughs> Logan. Thank you for the two dollars. Say Josh I'm twenty sorry. times. Thank you for your ten dollars. Josh, 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 Josh. Josh, 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 my little Doug just sits on the couch and watches me do this. She's obsessed. Aww. She has a little blanket nest that I made for her. What happened? He got some big delivery. Thanks, Buckwheat, for your $2. Why would you want to make toothpaste meat on stream and that wouldn't be safe to drink? <laughs> not drinking None tonight, no. I'm an energy drink chilling out with stream. I'm not selling his tank. Look at that face. Fanny is a good girl and clearly innocent of the crime of eating Jeff's garlic bread. I am an expert dog lawyer. I should know. <laughs> garlic, garlic is not good for a dog. No, she seems like she's doing okay. Yeah, she but looks yeah. okay. She's a big I, dog. She's yeah, she's she's small for a, a retriever, but uh, yeah, she's a bit bigger dog. What'd you say? Like think, seventy pounds? Oh no, 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 no. She's like maybe fifty. Oh, okay. I, she she was the runt of the litter, so she's a very small retriever. I see. It means she always looks like a puppy. Thank you, Silly Goose, for your $2. Shout out to Mal. Thank you for your 2 If you think this is boring, why are you watching? Happy holidays, <laughs> Happy holidays Cole. That's a good question. Oh, hey, Ozzy. Thank you, Julian, for your $19.99. My door is not open. It's locked. It's locked. Don't have it's a penis exposition, to be honest. Fuck that. I ain't putting them any goddamn Christmas decorations. Can't, can't my, remember. my door is closed and locked. Jesus fucking Christ, people are so dumb. No, he's not, Don. Thank you for your $2. Oh, not looking to date uh, right now, but. I, so somebody, I, somebody like posted in the uh, the King Cobra subreddit uh, a picture with an advertisement for a homeless shelter where they were doing like a big feed, um, and right in the very very fucking middle was Warlord like waving like. Eh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Thank you, Claire, for your two dollars. My door is closed and locked. Thank you very much. I don't fuck with Fortnite. Never played World of Warcraft, no. I'm not sad, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> I cannot make a beer run because I don't have the money to do that. 
I'm not going to be able to touch the assets until next week or next month. Why am I not drinking right now? Because I don't fucking have any. How many fucking times do I got to say it? Huh. Jesus fucking Christ. God damn, he is pissed. As soon as you have alcohol, y'all going to sit here and call me a fucking alcoholic. It's just so fucking predictable, dude. No, it's bullshit. It's what it is. You could just not... You could just not go live. I mean, better not go live, boy. Boy, better not go live, boy. I'll go live when I want to. Fuck off, troll. Yeah, yeah. No, he said he doesn't play WoW. He's never played World of Warcraft. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah he doesn't play any video games as far as I know. He ha- it's he- weird because he has a video game console like set up right there. It's a, But it's a PlayStation 3. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. He um, he does not really do anything. Anything? I mean, he'll watch like god awful fucking YouTube, like Sydney fucking Watson and shit. But yeah, yeah, he doesn't really do anything. Yep, uh, that's so depressing. <laughs> god damn it. Um. Oh, check this out. Uh, this is Jared Genesis at. The trap bar. Oh, let's go down. Face. I had a guy ask me today why I blocked my ass. I've got leaky butt syndrome. My trousers are packed with my own shit. I can't deal with the world. We're living in a world where we really need trap bars or traps. Pick up my fat ass, bro. Or you can kiss little traps. I'm very, very lucky that I had a mother to. <laughs> if it weren't for my sweet, dearest, fucking sexy mother, it's very possible I would have gone out looking for traps. But yeah, anyways, guys. I I think ham is like the most underrated tool used in bodybuilding. I'm from Texas. Yeah. I've got ham in my fucking blood, bro. Ham in my blood. It was in my dad's blood. I just want ham. you guys to know I'm the ham channel. If you're someone that messages me, I'll show you pics of my dick. But I feel like we need more channels uh, devoted to ham. All right. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant, yeah. dude. Yeah, I loved it, it. it's Jared Jelly Jugs. That's the name of the channel. Jared Jelly Jugs. That makes this shit. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna fucking go. Fucking... What's going on, guys? It's Jared Genesis here, or I should say, the Juggernaut. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, bro, I want to make this sh- uh, short and sweet because I don't want to give my trolls too much, you know, too much to bank on until I get my 150 subs. So guys, come on, let's make this happen. 500 subs. And I can start nuking channels for copyright claims. Yeah, he has this weird belief that once he gets, uh, he thinks that once he gets monetized on YouTube, then he has the right to like DMCA strike any video that has him in it. Not gonna work that way, buddy. It, it didn't gonna, work I mean, last he, time. He did. He's yeah. already done this. Yeah, they just counter. They just counterclaim, and then he doesn't have any money to sue people. Right. So, really appreciate it, y'all. If y'all could just hit the sub if you haven't, it would mean a lot to your boy Jay. So, um, anyways, <laughs> let's get. It'd be a lot to your boy Jay. Hey, boy Jay, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on with the topic of the day, and <laughs> karma is a bitch. I got to put on my swag hat for this. One second. It's on the floor, obviously. Oh yeah. He just like piles up shit on the floor. Cause you, you gotta look, you gotta look swaggy when you're talking that shit. Um, 
So there you guys go. Oh, no. This is oh, his only no. outfit. This is like his one outfit. Patio Petto over here. Patio! <laughs> 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 <I'm learning laughs> How does your boys doing these days? Are they nice and spray? Have they gotten their pubic hair yet? <laughs> Fuck me, dude. I'm perfect. Gross. So this idiot, this moron, uh, Meat Canyon, you know, fucking uh, <laughs> Papa Meat, as he calls himself. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Papa Meat. It's such a stupid name, dude. Like, <laughs> sounds like a gay porn star name. Um, <clears throat> you know, he was just trying to lol cow me for views in the stupid video about, you know, dumpy PC fucking, um, what is it? <laughs> You know, um... What is he even talking about? There's a guy named Papa Meat who uh, has a pretty popular channel, and he did a video where he part of it he reacted to Jared and laughed at him. So that's partially what he's talking about, but the rest... Uh-huh. It's the the guy is also Meat Canyon. He does these really crazy, like, kind of disturbing animations that are, yeah, like, kind of nightmarish I- in a way. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. Yeah. What do you call it, guys? I'm sorry, I didn't have my fucking coffee. Uh, he always does this, I'm tired, bro, that's why I am the way I am, I'm um, tired. <laughs> it's because of your diabetes. Just your setups, PC setups, basically. And, uh, you know, he was just being a dick and laughing at me and shit like this. And guys, I'm telling you, man, he paid for it. He fucking did with this Taylor Swift video, which was fucking comedy gold. And I got to give it to him. That was good stuff. But the Swifties didn't really care for it much. These are the people that worship Taylor Swift because she's a demon god. Um, She's actually, I believe, in the conspiracy theory that she probably is like Anton LaVey's daughter. You know, what? because if you th- he thinks Taylor Swift is Anton, what well, she'd be his granddaughter if anything. Yeah, well, I mean, when uh, did he die? Ah, uh, he died in the nineties. Um, uh, maybe it could be his daughter. I mean, you know, you can be dusty and still pop a fertile nut. Um, he died in he was he died at sixty seven back in nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Think about well, it you, all. You can still knock up, knock up a lady. That's still mostly grandfather age, but yeah, you could. All sure. these really yeah. famous people are connected, bro. They are. They're all fucking blood related. <clears throat> I'm not even joking, dude. Like, if you're part of the satanic cabal, you're in, dude. And that's why people with talent never make it, you know, because these ass clowns like Taylor Swift have no talent at all, dude. They just have a pretty face. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I have to say... Like, Anton LaVey's actual daughter is uh, 71 right now. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Man. Papa Me did a pretty nice job portraying her as a weird-ass demon god. And I gotta give it to him for that. But it is pretty funny when evil eats its own. Because that's really what happened, if you think about it. You know, because this guy, I mean, he's a blue-pilled simp. He's he's no different than a fucking Swifty. He just happens to be, you know, um, <laughs> a simp of a different variety. I don't know, dude. He's just, 
You know what I mean? Um, he just worships other oh. false gods. He's he's a modern day pagan, and he hates on red pilled alpha Christians like myself. Uh, I know <laughs> that was a personal attack. What he he's an alpha. Look oh, at him. Yeah, he's an alpha. Jesus yes. Christ, alpha Genesis. He did. I don't care what anyone else says. The fact that he tried to make a joke of me, you know, getting in a fight with my dad and all that dumb bullshit. You got into a fight with your dad and became a joke. That's what happened. It's nobody else's fault but yours. God, that clip is still so evergreen. I'm a real man! Yeah, man. Do we still have that? Oh, yes, I have that. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, I I need to see it again. That shouldn't be funny to a grown ass man. It's but hilarious. Guy, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. good. It's just it's comedy gold. Like it's the best thing Jared has ever done. So oh, just man. a little man child manlet. And you know, it's just like my haters, you know, they, they love to hate on me because what? I'm not a wage cuck like them, you know. <laughs> yeah, your dad had to be to, so that you could have your cushy life. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fucking broke. That's why I'm so alpha. What the fuck, dude? I don't slave for the man. They say that I'm. A yeah, joke. other people have to to pay for you. Mm-hmm. That's not a win. Terrible son, he's abusing his parents. You know. Though I make them fucking salmon bakes just about every day, you know, and fucking, um, I don't know, dude. It's just, it's just amazing to me, bro. The hypocrisy of these libtards, these stupid fucking SJW cunts. They mm. truly are the cancer of the world. And, uh, I would consider Papa Meat to be just like that. You know, he may not claim to be an SJW, but... He still bows down to the system. He's still a fucking the system. Tool. And I even said that in my rap. I said, you're just a tool for the devil. You guys remember that? <laughs> Ain't no rebel. <laughs> you really showed him, Jared. Papa meat. You're just a tool for the motherfucking devil for fucking Barfamet, a.k.a. Baphomet. Who, who recently demon. raped Brent Spiner, by the way. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yep. God with titties, this little fucking faggy ass demon god that celebrities worship. <laughs> That's what you have to do when you sell your soul, kids. You gotta worship this weird ass demon guy with titties. <clears throat> because that's their agenda. They want genderless people. And Jizzard Wizard, you know, one of my fucking demon trolls, he said himself that he doesn't believe in gender. Okay, there's a reason for. <laughs> that guys these people are sick fucking demon cunts and they worship sick fucking demon cunts all right um that's all i really gotta say guys it's an upside down twisted world and jesus really needs to come soon (laughs) please jesus please save me from all these losers uh but i'm just gonna keep fighting the good fight for you guys you know fuck it whatever dude uh, I actually enjoy it. I live for the fight, man. That's what I have. I no longer really care about money or status or any of those stupid things. He'll, he'll. He, I guarantee you, there's like a PayPal link in the description for this video. It's amazing because I, I'm going through on his current his current channel. Yeah, he has been wearing that fucking T-shirt for three weeks. Yep. 
three fucking weeks. Yes. He'll probably make it two months eventually. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm basically just in it for the fight until I die, so... It gives me great joy to do this, guys. It it really does. And um, I know some of y'all appreciate that, and it means a lot. So it's just what I'm going to keep doing, guys. Exposing evil. Standing up for truth. Fuck Papa Meat. He's a little gnome. And fuck Taylor Swift. She's just a stupid fucking no-talent ass clown with a pretty face. You know what I mean? The, she's, she's just pop garbage. She sucks, bro. I've heard her stuff. It's nothing special, man. She ain't no Michael Jackson. She's just a fucking washed up kook, you know. And um, her fans can eat a dick, you know. <laughs> I think it's funny that they attacked him, but you know they're a bunch of retards. You know, sending him death threats, which really don't mean anything. I mean, I, I've received probably close to a million death threats in my life, and no one's ever acted upon it. It doesn't mean anything. Okay, so never cry about that again, because I've heard you cry about that before. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it. well, it's one of those things, if it's something that he can use to his advantage, then obviously it's a big deal, Jesus but otherwise, real like... As alpha males. Coincidentally, the researcher who coined the term retracted his study for misunderstanding wolf pack dynamics. True, very true, absolutely. Thank you very much for that, by the way. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, the whole alpha thing is is built upon bullshit. It's bullshit now. It's always been bullshit. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, I don't think he was talking about worshiping a demon god with titties. It was it was like a reference to Slanesh. Um, no, no, that was Jared. a reference to the Baphomet. The Baphomet has titties. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think Jared is even remotely cool enough to know anything about Warhammer 40k. I'm sorry. Dang. There's just a bunch of mentally unstable retards who don't know how to control their emotions. And so they say violent, stupid shit, you know, like, oh, I'm going to kill you and your family, you know. <laughs> I get that all the time from my trolls, you know what I mean? And these are the you know, people who say that I'm a bad Christian. They threaten me and my family. I can guarantee you My that. family. That's... Stop attacking Anyways, my y'all, family. that's what I got for today's video. Thanks for watching. Peace. Peace. All right. Peace. I, I, I got this uh, screen cap. Oh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. All the doggos. Look at that. Is that adorable? That was adorable. Look at that. Um, I do have the uh, the the Jared meltdown. Um, I'm going to speed it up because it has copyrighted music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I want to like, like, you take the cake. You understand that? You gotta be the biggest dumbass out there. Real man. You seriously, like, you win the Nobel Prize for dumbass. His, his dad will come up and be like, Jared, turn that down. And he'll be like, why don't you make me? Yeah. Why don't you make me? Why don't you make me? Oh, shit. I'll beat your ass if you come in here, man. I'm not playing. I'll beat your fucking ass, man. I'll beat your motherfucking ass. You hear me? Ooh, boy. And he's like, oh, they're, oh, they're overreacting. Those SJWs, they say uh, I abuse my parents. It's like you literally threatened to beat your dad's ass on a live stream. Yeah. I'll beat your motherfucking yeah. ass. Don't play with me, boy. Don't play with me, boy. God damn. You guys are making me fight my family. 
you guys are making me fight my family. It's their Damn. fault. Yeah. Oh, he does have Elon Musk hair right now. It's pretty amazing. Huh. Look at this shit. Swear to God, you guys. I'm going to get you back for this, Chris. I'm going to fucking get you back for this. You understand me, son of a bitch. He's, he's really mad. You might get my computer taken away, but I'll get it back. Don't worry. I'll get it back, motherfucker. I'll get it back, motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. He, like, maxes out his mic. Sick of this goddamn shit. I'm a cool-ass man, motherfucker. No, you're not. Oh, no, no, no. Man-child. Man -child. God damn it. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm a real man. Look at it. Look at his eyeball. Look at his eyeball about to pop out of his head right there. <laughs> I just, you know, in history, there have been many fine works of art. The, the, the statue of Adam and, and fucking the Mona Lisa. And then there's this absolute genetic fuck up. <laughs> somehow manifests in something so unique <laughs> equal parts grotesque and beautiful at the same time <laughs> truly if ever there was if ever there was an example that we could show that god is dead and never existed to begin with and really that the universe is nothing but chaos and chance it's this this majesty fuck me shit I don't need this goddamn shit. You motherfucker, Chris, listen to me, you piece of shit. I will have the last laugh with you. I will fucking have the last laugh. You may have fucking ruined my family, but I'm gonna find out where you live and I'm gonna fucking end your life. You understand that, Chris? I'm gonna fuck. Now he threatens to kill people. End your sad life, man. This isn't over yet, bro. I'm gonna fucking end you, Chris. I know your name. It's Christian Thurston, and I'm coming looking for you, Christian. I'm coming looking for you, Christian. I'm gonna fucking end your life. You understand that? I'm gonna end your sorry fucking. I'm gonna slit your goddamn throat, Chris. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. 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 Uh, <laughs> let's check in with Sturgis. Let's see how he's doing. Oh, good. Hello, everyone. I'm Renown Zero, and we are back again talking about Nexus Mods removing Baldur's Gate 3 Dame Aelin gender swap mod because it erased characters' original romance. We are for inclusivity and we are for diversity. So the Nexus Why mods, I don't think so. I highly what? doubt it. Anyone who's out here talking all day for diversity and inclusion, you're weird. You need to stop. You need to go away. You're not a real gamer. You're a nobody. Just stop. It's uh -huh. all. So. Uh, <laughs> it... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this mod. Uh, was basically removing the ability to 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 like let Aelin do some scissoring. Apparently, yes. Okay, what a stupid thing to devote your time into making. Like, who gives a fuck? Because like the thing is, Aelin can also have a heterosexual relationship. It just so happens if you're playing a female character, then she can have the gay one. Like, you have to be such a fragile little fuck that you have to intentionally try and remove that part of the game. What the fuck, man? It's so weird. Oh, no, no. You're you're the weird one. Didn't you just hear Sturges? I'm not the real gamer. The real, real gamers. Listen, Sturges. Real gamers are all about retroactive censorship because it offends our sensibilities. That that That's what real gamers are. Woke signal 
BS points. This comes oh, from bounding in the. I thought Aelin was one of the companions. She's uh, in relationship with another non-romanceable female character. Oh, I I played Baldur's Gate like for four days at a stretch, and I've forgotten literally everything else about it. It's a good game, but it didn't hold my attention. So I guess I was wrong. My Comics. Bad. Who cares? Though? Once again, throwing their hat into the socio-political fray, Nexus Mods has announced that a user who uploaded a gender-swapping mod for Baldur's Gate Three's Dame Aelin, Aelin has received a lifetime ban and had their work removed after the site's administration found said mod to be antithetical to the operating principles of, quote, diversity and inclusivity. Clearly not. First uploaded to the site on December 3rd <laughs> by... Clearly not. Clearly not. ...now banned user yet like the mod at the center of Nexus Mod's latest controversy, Sir Aelin, presented players with a reimagining of the recently released Larian Studio titles, Find the Night Song questline centering around the titular Asimar Warrior... As similar, in the quest original presentation, the player finds themselves hired to track down the titular night song, an ancient relic supposedly surging with the appropriately awesome power over the concepts of life and death. However, uh, through the course of the adventure, uh. it is eventually discovered that the night song is not an object, but rather Dame Alien, a member of the angelic Asimar race who has been uh, imprisoned okay. by the... Yeah, so I, I, I just I was going off the picture. I thought it was uh, I, I had to look it up. I thought that was just like Shadowheart and a really, really fancy fucking helmet or something like that. I just didn't remember what her name was. Villainous Sword Coast cult leader Catheric Thorm in order to allow him to forcefully sap and share in her genetically gifted immortality. Should a player choose to rescue Dame Alien and follow her story, they will eventually make the acquaintance of Isabel, a half-elf cleric, whose current duty sees her using her magics to keep the last light in a bastion of safety amongst the ever-present miasma of the Shadow Curse. Okay. And if a player manages to keep the Night Song alive throughout the entirety of the quest and meet a myriad of other conditions to which, to the game's credit, are far too numerous to list out in this brief article, at its conclusion, they will eventually be met with the revelation that in addition to being partners in the fight against Storm, (laughs) Dame Alien and Isabel are also partners in life, having begun a romantic relationship sometime prior to the with the player. However, should players choose to voluntarily so what's download... The what's the problem? What the fuck? I... I uh, whatever. Okay, I want to hear why he has a problem with this. Like, why... Because it's, it's weird, the, bud. It's weird. Is that, it's what, he's, is that what he's going Rather than the original dame incarnation of the heroine, they will instead fight to save Sir Aelin, a slightly more polite and male version of Dame Aelin. Part of the larger no alphabet mod pack, which aims to ensure that quote the, no the gender okay. and sexuality of world NPCs match medieval status quo. Yeah, like explains explained of Sarah Aelin, quote, this is a mod that gives you a fully immersive male version of Dame Aelin. Portraits, subtitles, voice, and how many and how other characters respond to this Sarah Aelin have been altered to match. Closing out their description by taking a brief Aside to praise Larian Studios' original presentation, the modder urged users, quote, Helen Kelly's performance was really good, so I do recommend you to experience her performance unmodded if you haven't already. Okay. However, just hours after the mod was uploaded to Nexus Mods and after a post on the unofficial Baldur's Gate 3 subreddit accused that Sir Aelin was not, quote, about realism and it's actually just about the developers of the No Alphabet pack, hatred of queer people, went semi-viral. It's literally called No Alphabet. It's literally called no alphabet. That is very specifically coded language to be like, fuck anything with LGBT, 
it, it's it's a there it's a fucking intolerance pack. Like it's literally about that. They're uh, they're offended, and so they're changing things. Like what the fuck, dude? No, no said, like has been banned from Nexus Mods for violating our community rules. I don't know why you would upload your mods to this garbage website that's run by a bunch of commies, considering <laughs> that they've removed other mods that really don't change too much about a game. I'm sure we'll get into it in this article. This appears to be a throwaway account created to upload a mod that attempts to skirt our community guidelines, explaining the site's administration of their decision. The mod in question appears to reduce diversity in Baldur's Gate 3 by taking a same-sex couple and swapping the gender of one of the partners to make them heterosexual. So absolutely, you can see here, there's no inclusivity or diversity. Everything just has to be, you know, put a chicken in, make it lame and gay. What? The site then repeated the mantra, we are for inclusivity, we are for diversity. If we think someone is uploading a mod on our site with the intent to deliberately be against inclusivity and our diversity, then we will take action against it. It's funny because the person that uploaded it said to play the original mod and they praised the original uh, uh, presentation uh, of the character. Uh, the and caveat, so it's totally fine, right? Uh, you know? As long as you just make like that little claim of like, Actually, we really liked it, but anyway, you should, you know, move. It's it's so fucking lazy, intellectual dishonesty, man. Yes. The person who voices the character, which is weird, but like that. That after saying, after hearing and saying all that, that this person would ban their mod. The same goes for people attempting to troll other users with mods deliberately to cause a rise. We aren't the authority on what users can and cannot mod. So then, why did you remove the mod if that's the case? The site ultimately concluded, us removing a mod only means it cannot be found on Nexus mods, nothing more, nothing less. As a private business, we have a right to choose what content we do and do not want to host on our platform. That's why your platform True. sucks. Respect this right the same way you want, to respect for your, you want respect for your rights. And as you can see, it's right here. Nexus mods tells users unhappy with their ban of Marvel Spider-Man Remastered Pride Flag mod to delete your account and move on. So they've removed mods... Like this one, it says Baldur's Gate 3 one. They've removed a mod in Marvel Spider-Man Remastered where they had a bunch of alphabet community flags that were replaced by American flags. And they happened to remove that mod as well, even though yeah. it doesn't affect gameplay at all. It just changes <laughs> the pride flags that are in that game to American flags, which honestly... right. I- right. Well- why? Why would they do that unless it's because they're fucking offended? <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? I, uh, there's no self-awareness in this dumb shit. Yes, you're absolutely right. I don't know why right. you got pride flags around in New York City, but I guess whatever, which is why I don't support companies anymore like Insomniac that are controlled by Sony because Sony always like... So, he's calling Sony Sony. That doesn't even make any... Yeah, no, for sure. They should just change them all to Kekistan flags, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. To put the message in everything, and they want to have their weird political views pushed onto everyone, even though there are plenty of people that I'm sure play Insomniac games that don't care about Sony's politics or Insomniac's politics. And there have been other things that I disagreed with Insomniac, which is why I refuse to buy any games that they make. Unless it's, of course, gifted to me, which in that case, I'm... (laughs) You can pay for it and give it to me. Right, and then I'll play the shit out of it because these games are fucking fire. And spend my own money, but Jeez. most times I don't do that. I just let them be. I don't really care. I've even said this back when Spider-Man came out in 2018. I said, I'm not going to be playing another Spider-Man game. I've played so many Spider-Man games in the past that are much better. 
like Web of Shadows and Edge of Time and Shadow Dimensions that I don't need to play. I don't need to play a Spider-Man version of Batman. If I want to play a good superhero game, I'll go play Batman Arkham Asylum or Batman Arkham City or any one of those other. They are, those are really good games. Yeah, I like I those games. Spider-Man games that are better. So, at the end of the day, yeah. I don't understand why people keep uploading mods to this garbage website that's run by a bunch of commies that want to censor and remove mods just because they disagree with said mods. They're commies. Now, I understand but... that they don't care if you actually use the mods because really they have no control over anybody's game except their own. But I still find it to be silly that you would remove mods that change certain things in games that really don't affect your gameplay at all. You don't have to download the mod or use the mod, but why not let other people have access to said mod on a bigger site? But I guess it's all about the politics and more diversity and more inclusivity until your site. It's all but, about the but, politics but, for him, though. I know, I know. And, the, and, like, you can still find these mods. They just don't want it on their website, and that offends you because you're always offended because you're a fucking a dipshit uh, right wing social justice warrior. Like, he's really I'm stupid sorry. too. He blocks. He blocks me. Like like he blocked me on Twitter, and I talk shit about him anyway because I like whatever. And he says I'm talking about him from behind a block. He doesn't understand what behind a block means. It would be like right. if I blocked him and kept talking about him, but right. it's the other right. way around. That's that's not how it works, you dumb fuck. Yeah. Like every, it, no, I mean everything about the Ripperverse and all of these fucking dipshits, Eric July, all the the all these fucking dorks, these fucking dorks are right wing social justice warriors. Like if you think about it, all the all of the the hallmarks of the SJWs back in the day being extremely hyperbolic, taking very specific grievances about identity politics making it everybody's problem, shitting up the fucking space. Like, that's what they fucking do. They act oppressed. We are oppressed gamers because you're not platforming our ability to remove LGBT parts in the game. Like, you guys are fucking snowflakes. What the fuck? It's crazy. Oh, my God, dude. Eventually, probably shuts down because you... He also calls me fat, like, and he's fatter than me. That's another he's weird enormous. thing that he does. He's fucking enormous. He's got, like, a weird, like, jello belly. I uh, mean, all, all my love to my big kings and all that shit, you know. But, but like, don't but don't be like, you're fat, therefore your opinion doesn't matter. What in the fuck, man? There's a picture of him and there's a picture of me. Yeah, you don't get to call Ben fat. No, 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 no. I mean, shit, dude. Like, there was one of the. I don't know if it was him or if it was one of the other dorks. Uh, like, they even called like me fat. Like, it was weird. It's very, very fucking weird. Decide to despise. Thank you all for checking out this video. I really do appreciate all the new subscribers, returning subscribers, new viewers, and returning viewers. If you. Oh my god. <laughs> He's terrible, dude. What a talentless, boring piece of shit he is. God damn. But, he, you know, it's entertaining because he's a case study in dumb fuckery. Yes. You know? Yeah. He's glowing, bud. It's just your opinion. This is all muscle. 
he should get into uh, uh, an exercise routine like the the he should take he should be, get on the Jared Genesis Alpha uh, routine and and really crank it up. Crank it up. Uh, we yeah. we are about to go and do the booking committee for all mm. of the ten dollar plus patrons. We're just gonna have a quick conversation about actual mania. Hmm. And uh, our commissioner has a uh, announcement to make in the booking committee. I do. So it's very you, important. Very important. If you want to know what it is, you should come to the booking committee. Be a ten dollar patron. Sign up. We're also going to talk about the other private show that's coming up this month. Because the way I have it scheduled right now, the uh, we're going to do. We're going to do the first private show on Tuesday the 19th. Mm. I'm thinking we're doing another Spin Till You Spew, something like that. And oh, then, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Nope. Oh, no. And then, uh, and then on Friday the 29th, we're going to do Actual Mania Cringecade. So that's, that's what we've got going on. Man. I'm gonna have to just dry out from between now until yeah. the fucking you spew. Do it, because oh, oh man, the last one hurt me. Not as bad as it hurt you. No, but it hurt yeah, me. yeah. And I had to mop the floor. <laughs> I need a bucket was... next time. Yep, bring yeah. a bucket and a mop for that wet ass Ben. We're going to go do that right now. Uh, we'll see everyone over there. Thank you for watching, everybody. Hey, uh, uh, R.I.P. and pepperoni is my garlic bread. Oh, damn it. No. <laughs> see you guys on the Saturday bonus show. Goodbye. In the beginning, there was nothing. And then there was the Drunken Peasants Podcast. Drunken Peasants. Drunken Peasants. Drunken Peasants. Drunken Peasants. From the strangest corners of the internet. Gonna get TP'd by Billy and Ben. You know where you can find them at. Get ready cause they're gonna kick your... Drunken peasants, drunken peasants, drunken peasants, drunken peasants. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.